Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Uh, it's the beginning of year number two. Number 43. Who's that? Richard Petty. Richard Petty. That's it, Dean. Be first or last? <laughs> That's it. Oh, I'm trying to come up with 43s. It's got to be baseball. If there's anybody else worth a shit at 43. <laughs> I, I know this doesn't help us this week, but uh, a couple weeks ago, I could have kicked myself on 41. It, we, it, none of us thought of Victor Martinez. No. Oh, V-Mart. An opening day, no less, for the Tigers. Got pushed back. Rain delay opening day, I should say. Well, anyways, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. And uh, how about that national championship game? That only how about the Iceman calleth bracket? That, say something. Oh, all right. You, you, we'll, we'll, we'll give you this one. It's your first sanctioned victory. We'll give you that one. You know, there's, there's always going to be an, there's gonna be an asterisk by your, uh, your football, your, your first football season until you get a whole one in. You, you can't do that, though. You say the, the Lions' first four losses, yeah, okay, but what about the other wins that I would have had that week? I mean, I still killed you. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, man. We'll never know because you didn't start right away. No, the, see, here's the thing. The only guaranteed wins or losses you have from those first four weeks is you picking the Lions every week. So there is no you get credit for other picks that you might have made. We know what you're going to pick every fucking week. It doesn't matter. So, I mean. Yeah, but I'd it, also pick the Patriots, too. That negates my Lions' losses. Stop it. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Next season, 
we're not even going to let you talk. We're going to mute you when we get to the Lions because we know what you're going to pick. So your homer ass is going to have to fucking just shut up and deal with it. You're going to shit if they go 16 and 0. You're going to shit. So, uh, so will the rest of us, quite honestly. Yeah, the whole sports world. Uh, but, uh, yeah, apparently it's a real, real ho-hum game. I, I didn't see it. I mean, I, t- I took a red eye, so. It wasn't even a ho-hum game. It was like a, <sighs> okay. Really? That, that awesome, huh? Just bad. Well, one of the things I saw is um, uh, a Gonzaga player coming out talking about, I think the refs did a really good job. So right there, it tells me that, you know, it's like it's like when the uh, <coughs> GM comes out and says, we have full confidence in our coach. We're not looking to make a change. That dude better start putting his house on the market. That coach better start putting his house on the market. Like, the look on his face when he's saying this is not a look of he believes what he's saying. And I've just seen complaining about the officiating since the end of the game last night. Um, and this isn't from fans. This is from <clears throat> this is from reporters for ESPN, Fox, Sports Illustrated. So apparently the consensus is is that the NCAA needs to get its shit together and get a better fucking officiating crew next year for their national championship game. I don't know, man. I have to disagree with them. I know what you're saying, and I have to disagree with them because most of the fucking fouls that were called in the fucking tournament were on Gonzaga and North Carolina. That's just how those two team plays, man, on the real. You know, um, the, what are the refs supposed to do, not do their job? Just repeating what what has been said. So, I mean, ESPN described it as an abundance of foul calls, poor offense, and a sleep-inducing rhythm. I mean, that's not something you want to hear for a national championship game. This is this is the game that you are basically counting on the the most casual of fans tuning in and watching, and hopefully, you're going to get some. You're gonna you're gonna convert some casual fans to some hardcore fans. Right. Well, that's like with the women's tournament. I don't think anybody watched the final game, but everybody watched when UConn got bounced. Well, they weren't in the stadium. Well, hold on a sec. We went through over this last week also. All right. It's, this, is, this, is, this is one of them things that a lot more people are going to say they, they were watching or they were there than were actually there or actually watched. The numbers just don't fucking pan out. All right. I mean, it, 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 I called this last week. I said, if they get fucking blown, if, if they lose, it's going to be like like WrestleMania 3 was around here. You know, there, there's going to be 2 million people to claim that they were there at the Silverdome. Silverdome doesn't hold 2 million people. Okay, so there's a whole lot of fucking liars out there. All right. And Chris, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> when they panned the crowd, it wasn't at capacity. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, they must have been watching on TV because the highlights had a lot of empty seats. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, and I was talking about, I think I said something about this in the chat. I don't know if I said it last week, but when I watched the women's play, I was like, this is just the left side of fucking high school game. This is terrible. And I don't know if it was nerves, if they weren't prepared, if they stayed out all night. But, I mean, everybody wants to point fingers left to right. You know, the refs, the the stadium you played in, whatever you want to play, you know, blame. 
But uh, they ju- it was horrible. It's like, seriously, this is the top of the top. This is, you played all tournament to get to this one game, and this is the two teams we are forced to watch? Yeah, but this isn't, this isn't, are you talking about the, the men's or the women's? Yes. Okay, well. <laughs> Both of them. They were terrible. All right, look. I'm not going to pretend to know enough about women's college basketball and the WNBA and their policies on, on, you know, as far as the draft and how many years they have to be in the NCAA. But I can tell you that one and done has definitely thinned the fucking talent pool for men's basketball in the NCAA. I mean, when you have Roy Williams coming out after winning the title saying he doesn't think either team played very well, that's bad. That, that's, 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 that's someone who just won a national championship, and his quote is, neither of us played very well. I mean, I was going to tell you something. I admire his honesty. I really do. No, I, come I do out, too. You, know, you come out and say, oh, we were just better team this day and, and all that shit, and, and the fluff for the media would have just iced that this was terrible. But coming out and finally saying, you know, <laughs> we, we, yeah, I don't know. We didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what, 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 please don't tell me this is like the basketball version of sorry I was eating a Milky Way. Dude, it so was. So was. It's like, regurts. Yeah, sorry, I was eating yeah, a Milky like, Way type shit. Yeah. Sorry, I was drunk. Now, so, I'm kind of glad I missed it now. Oh, yeah. That was a waste of my time. I couldn't believe it. My my wife, who doesn't know a damn thing about college basketball, goes, and this is the final game? <laughs> I was like, man, yeah, that says it all. Yeah. Well... I fell asleep early. But, hey, 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 buddy, you want to talk about brackets? I called, I had the winner. Just saying. I, I did have the winner. I mean, I didn't win. I called the loser. So, you, you, hey, we, you know, you, congratulations on your big bowl of nothing. And it, that's really what any of us would have won. Just bragging rights. But I, just you did. It, I just thought it was fun. I think we should do it for the, yeah. uh, for the, for the NBA and NHL playoffs. Oh, absolutely. All right. You know, just just make a oh, wait a minute right, to, right through to the championship. I I just agreed to that, thinking fucking Rich is the guru of fucking NHL. Hey man, not really, Don't dude. Take not really. I've dude. I, I last year we kind of did it without writing it down. I kind of did it off the top of my head, and I was batting about five hundred. I mean, which would have been good if I was playing baseball, but I was picking. Who's going to get out of the first round? And, and I, I picked about even. How terrible was the national championship game? How terrible was it? The bigger news is that Patrick Ewing is going to coach in college basketball. People talked about more about that more than the national championship game. Has he coached Come before? No. I uh, see. I don't. Then I don't know how cool I like. It's his alma mater. So he's going back to Georgetown. So I went to Western Michigan University for a semester. Doesn't mean I can coach a basketball team. No, I mean like I don't, it's bec- it's because he's black, man. I don't. I, got, I don't. <laughs> I got two words about that. for you right there. I got two words about that Patrick Ewing hiring. All right, I think you gentlemen can agree with me. All right, Brad Osmus. Oh, you're hiring somebody with no coaching experience whatsoever because of the name, because of the hometown discount. I mean, do you need butts in the seats that badly? You're Georgetown, for God's sakes. Oh, it's definitely a recruiting tool. Say it ain't. 
say it ain't. Why would we say it isn't? That's exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, are you Absolutely. are you hurting for recruits that badly? Are you hurting for people to buy tickets that badly? Well, you got to think though. You're looking at Georgetown; they're just solidified in the legacy of coach, not in the legacy of players, but the legacy of coach. They had phenomenal players: Allen Iverson, Patrick Ewing. I mean, I could do this all night, but their coaching legacy is completely solidified. This is them going outside of what they normally do. But still staying true to themselves Alan and Tr- go back. Alan Trammell was a Detroit Tiger. Doesn't mean he was good at being the coach. We all know how that turned out. Fair play to that. I, I'm with you. I didn't say it was going to work out. I just said it was a bigger news story than the fucking no, I understand. I just, championship game. I'm talking to Georgetown, Iceman, not you. You know, it's it's, it's rhetorical. Like you know, I, I don't. Good luck. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how. Big of I'm I'm not a big let's just put it this way I'm not a big fan of this. Let's take former stars with no coaching experience and throw them in the deep end and let them sink or swim. I mean it's a different story if they come up and they're assistant coaches, you know, or they're a minor league manager and they have success at that level. So they bump them up, and then maybe they're a bench coach or a first or third base coach. And then when that manager retires or, or is fired, then they promote him. Something like that. But this, I mean, Brad Ausmus, before he was manager of the Tigers, the only managing experience he had was Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. You know, I think we've kind of gotten to that point in society where the, you know, the productive coach, the coach that will win you a championship, they don't really care about if they're not going to bring in, you know, Big crowds to the stadium. No, they care about they're the not going to produce money. No, we care about a name. You know why? That's it. Because Donald Trump is our president. That should say it all. We didn't there go. Is. We didn't go for the person with experience. We went for the fucking name that we knew. Yeah, but arguably, arguably, we needed somebody hey, with uh, uh, the, not the experience that was going to be put in there. So. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep it on sports. I'm just trying to make a comparison here, Ice Man. It's yeah, it's, but but when yeah, but this, I mean, I, there's no there's there's no there's no denying that. I mean, okay, Patrick Ewing is a is a brand name. It's going to get kids interest who maybe wouldn't have you know, maybe maybe would have took just, you know, the trip to Georgetown for a visit just for the fucking to say they did. But you know, now they're sitting there across the table talking to Patrick Ewing. You know? It, it, so it, it it I I get I get that. But the problem is is that once you get them through the door, you gotta do something with them. Yeah. I mean, I guess and my it, question is if things gotten that bad in the 90s. I mean, if you're picking a bracket in the 90s, Georgetown was a given for your final four. Like, is it that bad now? Yeah, actually it is. Georgetown has not been relevant since then. No. I mean, now, no. Nowadays, nowadays, since then, you, you go with Duke, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina. You know, Kansas is all, all the rave now. You know, so, I mean... Georgetown isn't in the talk of top-tier schools anymore. Yeah, yeah, Georgetown in the Outcast song in 99. Talking about winning like them Georgetown Hoyas. All right. Bubba, it, it's 2017, I guess, right? I guess so. I'm just, I don't know. This just seems to be one of those uh, throw something at the wall and see what sticks kind of moves. So I uh, wish you luck, Georgetown. You're right. And that's – but. It just so much goes back to a few weeks ago when I said it's all pushing towards that almighty dollar. You know, you guys say that Dan Marino would give everything away, all of his records, for one championship. I totally agree with that. But that was in the fucking 80s, yo. Today, 
owners, players, everybody could care less about a championship. They want to make it rich. Oh, I don't believe that, dude. I don't believe that that's that's. If you if say, you want to make the, if you want to make majority. The, Majority. Okay, if you want to make the argument that the majority feel that way, I think you, I think you could, and I think you have some solid ground to, to get under your feet. But I, I'm not going to say that's a universal feeling. I've I've watched too I've watched too much sports, even in the last ten years, where I see guys out there who can barely fucking stand, let alone they shouldn't be out there playing, and they're still out there giving 110 percent when they could easily just go fucking sit on the bench and say, well, you know. I'm in the World Series, or I'm in the Stanley Cup Finals, or I'm in the fucking NBA Finals or the Super Bowl. I don't really need to be out here doing that. I'm already going to get paid. Look at Peyton Manning. We, we all know that that neck surgery should have been the end of his career. Yeah, big time. But That's he, what he kept that neck going. Surgery he wanted is one more the neck surgery that ended Mike Allstott's career. Now, granted, Mike Allstott had had that neck surgery a few times, and he had actually got to the point where they were putting cadaver bones in his neck. And they told him, you know, with your running style, if you one more solid hit to the top of your head, you may never walk again. And look at look at it was in this last week, Brady coming out saying he wants to play five or six more years. I mean, that's just that's just something that's in people. I think. Okay, but but talk to me about people this decade and the past I'm ten to fifteen the, years. I am talking about the last ten years. No, you're not. You're talking about Peyton Manning, well, who was two, back in the mid. That's two, years ago. that's two years ago. That's tw- oh, cop it. That's 2015. It. When, he- when, when was he drafted? Yeah, okay. What the fuck does that got to do with anything? His career lasted until two years ago. Dude. Because those are the mindsets of people from that era. I'm talking about the people of this era. Oh, we're shitting on millennials already? This, this early? Pretty oh, much, a, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, tried, I'm going to do tried, it. It's a tried and true bit. I mean, I, it, I don't know. I think, I think I, you know what? I, think, I won't shit on him. I won't shit on him. I, think, I just asked both of you because you guys know sports. I, I think LeBron, in his own weird way, has that drive. I think it's, it's. I think it's through his print. I think it's through the prism of someone who's been getting his fucking balls rubbed since he was like 13 years old. But I think he's got that drive. I think he had it. I think he's lost it since he's got his championships. Uh, and now that's just me being straight up sports think, fan. That's not hating on LeBron. I think he got his championships and completely lost his drive to do what it takes, go where it needs to be. I think do Dwayne I Wade has it. it. Dwayne Wade's knees. He, Dwayne Wade should retire three years ago. As far as durability, I think he's got it. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to sit here and 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 dick ride fucking. Earl's, you know, Earl for making the point, but I mean, we're talking about even if we're talking about LeBron and Dwayne Wade, we're talking about guys that are on the older side of the millennial. We're not talking about guys that were drafted in the last ten years. All right, you know, I mean, it's like I will secede that point. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's very rare you're going to see guys like Allen Iverson anymore because he was he, he was rare when he was playing. But, I mean, it's even more so now. Like, guys who are just fucking warriors, who just don't care. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, I know. We're talking about practice, and that's, that's another bit that's gotten so old. It's just dust and bones because we beat it into the ground. We being anybody that talks about sports in the last 20 years. I mean, But the truth was, during the game, that man would have fucking gave a leg, an arm, his life to win. 
I mean, that dude was just a fucking warrior for his size playing against giants that he, he by all rights, shouldn't have been out there playing against. Hey, just based on his size. Quick question. Don't mean to divert the conversation. Was I, I mean, it was back in the late 90s, early 2000s, so it's a good possibility. Was I really high or was Iverson a piston for like a cup of coffee? No, he was, yeah. All right. <laughs> just, make, just making sure. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was here. For, he was here long enough to run up uh, some debt at Motor City and uh, Greek Town Casinos. Gotcha. Yeah, enough to where they came after him, and he had to file bankruptcy. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I hallucinated that. It's very few and far between. As all I'm saying is, you're going to find that athlete, just like Rich said, of Allen Iverson, of Peyton Manning, where they get up in the morning, they see one thing and one thing, one thing only: a championship trophy. That's all their eyes on. That's all they care about. That's all they want to do. It's very few and far between that you're going to find those athletes. Nowadays, it's all about the guaranteed millions. That's all they care about. And then there's guys that just love to play the game. I mean, because, you know, I just read a story that Chad Johnson is down in some Mexican football league playing football down there. That's a guy who has to love to play the fucking game because there's no reason for him to be playing for a Mexican football league as far as financial wise chad johnson was one of the one of the very few nfl players who took care of his fucking money i mean even through marriage and divorce and all that good shit hey wait wait about stereotypes brother i mean he's i mean now if he'd never gotten married and divorced he'd of course have a lot more money but i mean chad johnson i remember like when he was doing a cribs type episode it wasn't cribs but i think it was with barstool sports where they go through his house and shit they were talking about you know his 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 jewelry and his earrings, and he goes, "Yeah, it's all fake." By the way, is and, he Chad Johnson again? Did he did he yeah, drop the Ocho Cinco? I, I guess that's that's what they referred to him in the article. So. Yeah, but yeah, you know, he flat out goes, he goes, "No, it's all fake." He goes, "Why am I going to spend millions of dollars on jewelry that people can't tell the difference between unless they get you know a magnifying glass and get up that close to it?" Because I'm not. That's ridiculous. They were like, so you're kind of cheap. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of cheap. I'm, I, I like having money. I like not having not to worry about where my next meal's coming from. I'm 10 years out of the NFL, and I still got money. Let's, why don't you talk to other guys in my position, see how that's going for him. So, I mean, what I'm, but what I'm getting at with all that is, yes, you know, he's, he's, if he's still playing in some fucking bullshit Mexican league, which I didn't even know they existed. I mean, I'm wondering if it's like a beer league for football players. Taking, God damn it, taking more American jobs, motherfuckers. <laughs> Actually, he's down there taking a Mexican's job. Uh, <laughs> hey, turbine's fair play. He's filling in for Aaron Hernandez. Um, <laughs> uh, you Ooh. know, he has to be doing it for the love of the game. That's just all there is to it. There's no other reason for him to do that. I mean, it's just, and it, those, I think. <sighs> I think sports, especially these days, it's real easy for players to forget why they play the fucking game. That they started off playing it because they loved it. Because, and, and I really think it's true. And I, I guess I am going to hop on the fucking let's shit on millennials today. I was hoping to stay away from it because you two do such an amazing job at it. You don't need any help, but they make it too easy. What do you want from me? I'll take that. As a I can't. But I'm. I'm not. I'm not putting this on the millennials alone. I'm putting it on their parents. You got so many parents these days who raise their kids and they think, okay, whereas kids used to play every type of sport they could, now they force them to play one sport, and they put all their eggs in that basket. And you better succeed. 
and they pushed their kids, and they pushed their kids, and the kids are losing the love of playing the sport for the fun of playing the sport. When I grew up, I played baseball, I played hockey, I played soccer, all that organized, all right? Kids nowadays, they might play one season of baseball. If they're no good at it, they move over to football. If they're good at that, their parents just say, stay in this fucking lane and take it and, and ride it to the wheels fall off. And I mean, that, that was, that was not how it was when we were kids. I mean, it's high school. You, 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 people used to letter in more than one sport all the time in high school. Now it's kind of, if you're a top player, it's unusual for that to happen. In fact, it, how many times have you heard stories about NBA or excuse me NFL guys talking about you know they they feel if they'd have stuck with basketball if they hadn't been you know shoved into the football arena that they'd actually had a shot at you know going to college with a scholarship to play ball maybe not the NBA but you know good enough to, good enough to play for a fucking a, a name college basketball team. Tebow, Tebow. <laughs> you beat me I mean, but it. that shit just, that shit just doesn't happen anymore. The 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 Deion Sanders, the, the Bo Jacksons. Bo Jacksons, absolutely. You know, I mean, the Jeff Jeff Smarja is is uh, the only the, the most recent athlete I can think of because he was with Notre Dame and he was a beast on Notre Dame playing football. And then he went into the, into the, uh, into baseball, got drafted, went through the Cubs organization. I remember the first time I saw him pitch, that fucker was throwing 98, 99 mile per hour fastballs with movement. I mean, that fucker was, da- was darting across the plate like a cutter. I was like, holy shit, that's unheard of. Usually guys that throw that hard, it's just straight coming at you. There's no movement like that. I mean, so that dude was a freak in two fucking sports. But th- since then, who? Who can we really name? And so I think the more you force a kid into a fucking into a lane and say stay in there, don't you dare get out of your lane, the less it is about the love of sports. Period, and playing and and competing, and the more it becomes about the business side. And what's going to happen when it, when sports becomes a business to to players? It's already a business to the people in the front office and the owners. When it becomes a business to players, then it's business. It's 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 not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out there and give my fucking all for the team to try to win this championship because ultimately, if they get hurt, they get nothing. So they're going to play it safe. They may not go over the middle for that fucking catch. You know, they may not fucking lower their head and try to run a guy over on a, you know, trying to shove it in at the goal line. Oh, we got, we got, we can always go on fourth down. I mean, You'll, they'll never admit it, but that has to happen. That has to happen. Or you get situations like we had in the bowl games. It's like, hey, man, this bowl game don't matter. I'm about to get drafted. I'm going to hedge my bets. Yeah, that, it's just stupid. And, Rich, you're absolutely right. From a guy, myself, uh, who played two sports, I lettered in wrestling and in football. Uh, yeah, I, you learn different things from different sports. There's different conditions. You know, there's different conditioning techniques that you learn, uh, different, you know, ways to go about competing. It, there, There's so many, um, I don't want to say, you know, so many great things about it, but there's so many things to learn from doing two sports. And when you don't get that chance, you lose, I would say, at least a third of the things you would learn by just doing one sport. Well, yeah, you probably get hella disciplined playing two sports 
Uh, and it too, and it prepares you. I guess I think if you think about it, it probably prepares you for later on in life, as far as when you have to start juggling things like job and family and shit. Like it, 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 you know, it teaches you, hey, you've got to fit in eight hours of school practice, plus get all your homework done. Oh, and by the way, your teenager, uh, fun might come into play as well. It did, a hundred ten percent did. And you, you, know, you think you you're done about giving yourself some me time, supposedly, right? You, you think you're done training, and then you, you go into the season for football, and you play that, and you practice, and you play that, and you practice, and then you, you're in or you're out of the playoffs, whatever, done and over. You're like, whew, God, that was a hell of a season. I need a beer. Nope. Get to running. It's fucking wrestling time. Wait, what? I mean, trust, oh. trust me, my teenage experience, I have all the markings of I should hate sports, and I should hate jocks. And all that crap. But no, I was a fan. You know, I was one of the rare kids. I was in the marching band that actually enjoyed watching the football game. And I could see just because I played like, and I was never good enough to make any teams, but I played baseball from like six years old to like high school every summer. I did recreational basketball, like all of middle school. Like I saw the value in what sports teaches you as far as, you know, discipline, teamwork, things like that. Uh, it's and, and something I'll take even a little bit further using what you using what you know you're saying chris is when i started getting into as a musician getting into different bands especially bands with people like when you i would join a band and maybe i knew one person in the band and i didn't really i, I didn't grow up with them or something and the rest of the guys were brand new it was real simple it was real easy to spot the people who never played any team sports because they were usually the people who the idea of teamwork and the idea of working together was foreign. It was just they. It, it was just something about it, and I mean that that translates into you know outside of being playing sports in high school, playing pay to play sports, being in bands, whatever. That translates into the real world. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of fucking former nerds who own companies who are horrible bosses because I think they're really, like, in their mind, they're getting back at the jocks for, for torturing them in school. Yeah, it's jocks versus nerds. You know, and, and another thing, too, that it teaches you is, um, fuck, God damn it, I had it. I just lost it. Fuck. Oh, uh, anyways, I'll get it, it back. It teaches you how to cuss. Oh, yes, no, no, oh, as far as the, the band stuff, um, too, you could tell the guys who didn't play sports before because when you actually, when you start uh, getting ready for shows and shit and you want to start the practice regimen, I mean, that comes in too. You know, when you're in the guys who, like, it always, you're in the band with the guys who think, oh, you practice once a month, we're good. Fuck no. It's not how you get better. You want to be tight? No. You want to know your shit? Like, we would practice two or three times a week because we knew we would get hammered. <laughs> and when we were playing, we wanted to know that, you know, it, at that point, it'll be muscle memory. You know, that's it. Just that's another thing that you get from sport is just the regimenting of it. Of if you want to get good, this is this is how you have to do it. You know, I never I I never understood a band that that practiced less than two times a week unless they were gigging. Unless they were a cover band, I was in a cover band. We practiced once a week, but we gigged Friday and Saturday nights. Three forty-five minute sets on Friday night. Three forty-five minutes sets on Saturday night. So, I mean we. We we were getting a lot of playtime in there, but when we practiced, it was like a six-hour practice. Yeah, you should know that shit. Backwards, forwards, awake, asleep, drunk, sober, high. Like, that's what it should be. And that you get that from sports. You know? Yeah. How many, how many, I mean, how many times? It's basketball, football. You do suicides till you fucking vomit. And then do it again. Yeah. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And... 
You know, I, 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 <sighs> I tend to, I tend to try to be a little bit more level-headed when it comes to the whole millennial thing. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I really can't argue with this. I mean, I really can't. I've even started to notice it in the NHL. The NHL used to pride itself on their players being the toughest motherfuckers in professional sports. I mean, I can't count how many times growing up I'd see someone of a player go down to block a slap shot, take a slap shot to the face, go in, get stitched up, get the, get his, you know, get get the stumps of his teeth pulled out, get his mouth numbed up, and come back out on the fucking ice. Now it seems like, yes, that happens, but it seems like it happens less and less. And, you know, that's, I, you know, you can, okay, well, you know, per, percussion or concussion protocol, and we've we've learned, th- you know, certain things, it's better to, to be a little bit more on the safe side, to err on the side of caution. But really, I mean, we've all been hurt and 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 played through it. And I mean, it's I coaches used to every coach I ever had used to say this: Are you hurt? Or are you injured? And if you said, "What's the difference?" Hurt means you sit down for a play or two, or you sit down for a minute or two, and you go back in the game. Injured means we got to take your ass to the hospital. Now, are you hurt? Hurt means you, you can play. Injured means you can't. Yes. Now, do we take your ass to the hospital, or do we give you a second to catch your breath? Yeah, and that was just that. That's it. That's all there is to it. So. And if you better, if you were injured, you better be on the sideline in a fucking cast with some crutches, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't want to see none of this street clothes sitting there laughing, joking, having a good fucking time with your teammates. If you're injured, you're injured, and we take that seriously. But if you ain't, better dress. And that brings me back to the point of fucking Patrick Ewing. All of these kids are now going to go to Georgetown just to be coached under Patrick Ewing. He has a great knowledge of the game. Coach, he does. He he has a great knowledge of the game. Is he a, a guy that can teach kids? I have no idea. But that's the world we live in now, and it's not so much just the millennials. Like Rich said, it's their parents. They see a better way to make money. Uh, that goes back to Lavar Ball with his three sons all going to UCLA. You know, it that's that's the type of shit we're dealing with in today's sports markets. And that's why things like, you know, NHL, NBA, NFL, that's why those audiences are going down. That's why those markets aren't as big as they were in the 90s. Because the product is just watered down for that dollar. And by doing so, they're going to lose money and they just don't realize it yet. You know, it's like you keeps going, aha, I have a better way to reinvent the light bulb. No, man, it still gives out light. It's a light bulb. That's what it's going to do. Stop it. And matter of fact, it's not. It's less bright in this room now. Thank you. Appreciate it. And it, it's just going to get worse and worse. The one, the one sport, the one entity that hasn't changed and probably won't because it can't. NASCAR. They still run with their sponsors. Drivers still drive hard. Every driver competes for that number one spot. You know, they try to change some things up with the Cup Chase, quote unquote, but. I mean, people still watch it. They, it's still going to be the exact same, you know, and they, they haven't dumbed it down. They, you know, drivers aren't tired every week. They're not resting. They don't have stunt drivers get into the car and drive it around. No, you're going to go see, you know, Ryan Newman. You're going to go see Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the car because that's who drives that fucking car. 
you know, I I will I will give it up for NASCAR in this aspect. If you look at the fact that there have been like if you look at since NASCAR became a legitimate sport out of bootlegging, okay? If you look at the deaths that have happened in NASCAR, I guarantee you it's more than have happened in, in any other sport on the court or field or whatever. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't think the NFL, the NHL, definitely not baseball and basketball, would take one of their top players dying during a game, like what happened with Dale Earnhardt. And if that happened, they would, and I'm not talking the safety precautions that they put in place after Earnhardt died. I'm talking they would have removed you can't bump another car anymore. If we catch you doing that, you know, you're suspended for four, for X amount of races and you're fined and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they, they, would, have come, they would have come down so hard in, 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 in today's NHL and NFL. I mean, I, it, it, the game wouldn't even be recognizable to people who watched it 30 years ago today. I mean, it'd be like, what is this? What happened? This isn't, is this not full contact football? Do you have Foot, a full contact football, football league? Football would have at that point turned into two hand touch or flag football. No doubt. Yeah. It's, I mean, can you imagine Tom Brady getting sacked and dying on the field because of the sack? Well, I mean, NASCAR did, like I said, they tried, you know, there's a couple of things, the halo, obviously for Dale Earnhardt and uh, restrictor plate racing, Make, makes it so they can't go as fast as they did before. But there's yeah, still... There's, there's, even, there's, even, there's even arguments against that because then you get everybody bunched up because they're all right together, which is going to cause accidents over the long run, running restrictor plates. That's the nature of restrictor plates. I mean, I, I know that much. I mean, it won't let you... You can't, you can't tear ass away from the pack because, well, this is as fast as you can go. So if everyone's yeah, going that, as fast as they the can... That's where the racing... That's where, you know, everybody's go fast, turn left. There is so much talent yeah, and, and so there's, many there's things. Drafting, that you there's have, hand-eye coordination. There's endurance. There's all that that plays into it. Right. There's so much that goes into it, so much technique that goes into being behind that wheel that people just don't understand. I, you know, I, I've always said this. I, I've goofed on NASCAR in the past just because it's, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. But I noticed that most of the people who goof on NASCAR really hard are pretty shitty drivers in everyday life. So I don't think, I think just because they either have shitty hand-eye coordination or they never learned to drive at, at a higher level than just pass a fucking road test, that they don't understand everything that goes into it. And I think, you know, maybe my dad being a truck driver, me being on the road with him for, you know, months at a time adding up to years at a time over, you know, when he was alive, seeing the shit that he had to do. And, and this, the, the, I mean, split second reaction time he had to have to keep from killing either a lot of other people or a lot of other people and himself. I don't think people realize that goes into, you know, NASCAR. I, I just, I, I think your average person that drives just thinks, you know, oh, I get in the car and I put my foot on the gas and it goes this way. And if I bump into something, oh, I have insurance. That's the American yeah. way. American. Yeah, that's right. Now go uh, 60 mile an hour in the fast lane on, I, on I-696. You'll find out what NASCAR is all about in a hurry. <laughs> get fast, put them in the, get fast, get loose, put them in the fucking wall. Oh. Get out the way. 
All right, cruise control. I'll be in the I'll be in center lane. Do the speed limit. I'm that guy. But yeah, so I mean, just to 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 put a fucking cherry on top of the whole national uh, championship game here for the NCAA. <laughs> this all started because of that. Um, I mean, is this is this is 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 the type of game that they just had? The type of game we're now looking at from here on out. I mean, with the one and done rule, with the fact that the talent isn't being isn't there for four years, isn't being developed over years. I, I just want to reiterate, and I want people listening to understand this. You cannot listen to major sports networks because they're going to blame this on the refs. Uh, LeBron James, uh, Dwayne Wade, uh, many other players have chimed in and jumped on the bandwagon of if it was the ref's fault that that game was so bad. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Hey, speaking of major sports networks, we got into a debate on Sunday that we kind of tabled in our little chat. Like, what the fuck was ESPN doing giving, like, WrestleMania updates? Like, what's, like... We'll use your own gimmick against you, ESPN. Come on, man. Like, it's it's not real. It's not a real event. It's all about the money, baby. Benjamins. Uh, I don't under. I don't know, man. You know, for for all the tin for the tinfoil hat wearing people out there that say sports, all sports is fake and scripted. They're really just adding fuel to that fire by doing that. I mean, it really is because I mean they're just going to go. Well, they covered the WWF. Or excuse me, WWE. That's scripted. They don't even try to hide that. The only people that don't believe it's not scripted is five-year-olds anymore. At least so they get on the internet and find out the truth. But you know, I, I, so if they're going to cover that, what makes you think that you know the NFL isn't scripted? What makes you think the NBA, NHL, baseball, whatever isn't scripted? Or they don't they don't manipulate it's to get the outcome they want? You know. It's just it's more fuel for it's more fuel for them conspiracy theory people, and and here's the thing: Earl's right. It's about the dollar. It's about the almighty dollar. WWE may, brings in a lot of money. I don't understand it. To me, it's not something as an adult I can sit and watch. But I was completely shocked at the number of adults in my friends list on social media that would not shut up about WrestleMania over the over the weekend. We have a podcast here on the network about wrestling. They they had a show, but they had a, a WrestleMania space. Three grown men. They are all over thirty. They know it's fake, but they still they get together. They watch it every week. God bless them. You know. I I watched WrestleMania. I just want to put that out there. I watched wrestling until I was like fucking my almost mid twenties. Like, I mean, no, I see no, the no, appeal. No, no. I'm, I mean, I mean Sunday. I, a, I watched. It's it. a soap opera for dudes. I get it. I understand it. I take it for face value, but. I mean, putting it on ESPN, you're 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 halfway trying to legitimize something that we all know is fake. You know the irony of this shit with WrestleMania and all this. The WWE is suffering right now from the exact same thing as the national championship game, as NHL, you know, all the leagues. Seriously, it's not as good as it used to be. It used to be amazing. The writers were awesome and. You would pull for people like Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh. Rock. You know, you you would follow these storylines and get drawn in. And every week you're like, where is he coming from? What's he bringing? 
You know, you're just I, like, wow. I, was, I will say that I will. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was watching that clip on the internet the other day of the Royal Rumble where Stone Cold came in, whooped everybody's ass with two knee braces on. Well, awesome. that's what I'm saying. You know, and he, he, he would drive Zambonis, freaking big monster trucks, beer trucks. You know, there was one time Kurt Angle drove a milk truck to the ring. You know, it was entertainment. It was wow. Nowadays, no. I guess that's what I think, too, is like they get it. Like Vince McMahon went, we know what this is when they started calling it sports entertainment. Like, and I think the thing, that now, though, now is, is like probably a thing that the WWE and ESPN are starting to have in common is the phrase sports entertainment because that's kind of what ESPN is turning into. If you don't believe me, watch 6 o'clock Sports Center. Yeah, yeah. right? It's, I, I, I 100% agree with you guys. I, I uh, it's, it's, that's how come I, when I cut the cord, I don't really miss ESPN. It used to, it used to be, Sports Center used to be, get up in the morning, put it on, and it was on until, you know, 12, 1 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. It was just on a loop on repeat, you know, and I'd go about whatever I was doing in the morning, and that would be the, that would be the background noise. And I don't know if it's because they went live with SportsCenter instead of doing like they used to, which is record one and repeat it. Play for nine hours. But... So you could recite it by the time the next one came out. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, okay, it's a, it's a good thing. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a good thing that they went live. But also at the same time, if there's no breaking news, they have to start inventing stories or puffing up stories to make them bigger than they are. And that's where the entertainment part comes in. That's where, you know, we start arguing about sports culture instead of talking about sports scores. And to me, ESPN is for hardcore, here's, here's the stats, here's the winners, here's the losers. If I want to watch a show about sports culture, I'll watch real sports. I'll watch E60. I'll watch a 30 for 30. You know, to me, that's where you're, you know, stories about the culture surrounding sports should be at not in your newscast yeah it's kind of the problem i have with fox news and msnbc is that you're not giving me news you're giving me politics as entertainment and telling me what side to root for and i don't want that i want news i want i want facts is is delivered as unbiased as possible yeah i want to know what's going on i don't want your opinion on it yeah they got rid of all of those announcers though rich yeah. All of those announcers with the unbiased opinion, and this player did this, this player did this, and this team won because of it. You know, Rich, the, those people are gone. Where'd he go? Said those people are gone. Ah. They fired them. Gotcha, Rich. You know, you brought up you, what you brought up has made me realize something during this conversation. The last two times I've had you know, gotten cable when I you know got back on the when I reattached the cord a few years ago to Directv, and then I unplugged it. You know, and now I'm on PlayStation View. Both times I've made sure to have ESPN. And for what? I don't watch it anymore like I used to. The only network I really actually truly make sure I have is the NFL network. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the one that I watch. Like, so, yeah, what, why the fuck am I making sure I have ESPN? And it's, it's, it's not like it was when I was in my 20s, man. I guess maybe now we're sitting here telling like, oh, hey, it's not like it was back in the day, but it, used to be more informative. It used to be more, ironically, it used to be more entertaining. But this is, 
But this is not something that is get off of my lawn. Things were better in my day when, you know, I understood the world. Do you remember when, you know, the music goes on the radio and you got laid, Pepperidge Farms remembers? It's not that. What it is <laughs> is there is a shift that is visible that is not even that is that is that is that Disney and ABC, the parent companies, openly admit to that they're putting ESPN through. They're getting rid of the old guard. They're getting rid of anybody who has strong opinions that might conf- conflict with the Twitter sphere and, and the fake Twitter outrage. You know, that's why, and we've talked about it until uh, we're all s- sick of it, but I mean, it's something that every week it seems like it's shoved in our face. This week, I haven't, this week I think we're, we're going to be Stephen A. Smith controversy free. I don't think he said anything that bad to put his foot in his mouth. But he's the only one, we've all, we've all talked about this, he's the only one that's allowed to have a, contra- a controversial opinion on ESPN, and it's really not controversial. It's just controversial to people who are like, you know what, can you stop playing? Can you, can you, can you stop talking about everything through the prism of race? Can we do that? Can we do that? Can, can, I, can you tell me who won a basketball game without getting into the systemic racism and, and, and shit that happened 200 years ago and, and doing your best to, to somehow equate that to what's happening right now? You know, what the, you know the, the statistic about race they'll never bring up is uh, just ratio in all professional sports. As far as athletes on the payroll, blacks versus whites, they'll never bring that statistic up because it's in their favor. Like, hey, guess who's most of your athletes? Guess who's making most of the money? You, you never hear that statistic. The only time I hear it brought up is when they say that there's not enough executives, head coaches, yeah, and, yeah, and, and ownership. about the front office, correct. But Well, a few years ago, it was the controversy of there's not enough black quarterbacks. Hey, man. Which, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I never understood. Not our fault the brothers can run. All right. I, I've, I've just... I've never understood it. I mean, I, we were we had this conversation on Unregimented with Aaron, and to be honest with you, if we showed a picture, if we showed video of a slap shot and a wrist shot, and asked him to tell us which is which, even with the fifty-fifty chance he's going to be right, he'd probably still get it wrong. Aaron knows nothing about sports. I had to explain to Aaron that in our lifetime, it was it was a. I mean, said in public, people were not ashamed to say it. People didn't get shouted down. They started to in our lifetime when we were younger. But when we were all little kids, they used to say black quarterbacks don't have the intelligence to run the, to run the offense. Sports, 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 they don't have the intelligence sports, sports, to be the general, the field general that's needed to be, you need to be to be a successful quarterback. And that is insanity. Right. And I, because I, I totally disagree with that. I think they absolutely do. But I think it goes back to what you said earlier in this podcast just now. It's the parents. Black kids were seen, and, and what Chris said, black kids were seen as the fastest people on the field. Why are you going to keep them cooped up in a fucking quarterback position? Unless you're ring, running a single wing offense or a run and gun offense, you, you know, you can't use a, a black kid in a quarterback position. Well, they they have tried in the last twenty years to push this idea of the mobile quarterback being the quarterback archetype of the future, and it's just as as exciting as that as that as that can be to watch a player like that, like Mike Vick in his prime, can be. I mean, there's a story that I love that Warren Sapp would tell about. They were watching third down film, third down film of Mike Vick before they were going to play him one time. <laughs> 
And Simeon Rice goes, hey, is this the highlight reel? And he goes, no, nah, fool, this is the fucking third down reel. See, this, is, this is last Sunday. Yeah, this ain't even his highlights. This is, this is just fucking, this is just him on third down. Okay, I mean, it's exciting. I get that. But the problem is, is that once you can stop that quarterback from scrambling, most of the time, the rest of their skills aren't as developed as that. They can't just sit in the pocket and chuck it downfield like a fucking, you know, with a cannon for an arm. And until there's a quarterback that can do that and can be mobile, and I mean, that's asking a lot. That's a, it's like a five-tool player in baseball. That's not something that comes along all the time. How many guys in baseball are great in the field but can't do shit at the plate or vice versa? I mean, let's be honest. That's that's why Mickey's at first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's and I was shocked he did as well at third, even though he started off as a shortstop. But I was I was shocked he did as well at third as he did. But I mean, let's be honest, he makes his money at the plate, not in the field. Whereas a guy like, you know, Ozzie Smith made his money in the field, not at the plate. Very rarely you get guys who are wizards. No pun intended, because we're talking about Ozzie Smith, but. Uh, who are wizards in the field at the plate, you know, and just have also the intangibles that come along with uh, with stuff well, like that. Rich, but that's true throughout sports, though. I mean, throughout sports, that's true. Uh, basketball, you get people that can stand on the three-point line and they don't miss. Steve Kerr, Bill Paxton, uh, you know, Will Purdue. And then you get people that can drive the lane and slam it. But it would miss, you know, every maybe one out of eight shots they'll hit out from three-point line. And then you get somebody like Michael Jordan that could do it all. But that's but that's the thing. I I think, okay, well, what I'm getting at is when that movie Any Given Sunday come out, I remember, first of all, a lot of sports people shit on the movie because they were like, you know, this is this is fantasy, blah, blah, blah. And, it's, and, and I'm like, okay, first of all, it's a fucking Hollywood movie. Can we get over that? We all understand this isn't a this isn't a documentary, okay? It's a fucking movie. It's scripted. There was catering on the set. They yelled "cut," and then stuntmen went in and took the hits. We get it, okay? So no need to keep pointing that out. Half of them but dudes they, were gay, you know, because they were cut and buff. You know, they just needed them to look like football players. Quite possibly, uh, especially since that team was set in Miami. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Willie Beeman's character in that movie. Was what the is is what the NFL has been looking for for the last twenty years, is a guy who can fucking chuck it downfield like with a cannon arm and fucking he's mobile. That's a movie character though. That's not a real. It's not real life. Cam Newton. And what's he done? He's I'm just I mean, saying. He, six years in the league, five years in the league. He's went to one Super Bowl. But see, and there therein lies my argument with that whole thing. He's got a Heisman. If you don't have the right offense for somebody like that and can build it uh, a team around them you're, you're screwed you can't do anything it's been proven with michael vick colin kaepernick uh cam newton all of them all of them great quarterbacks but can't get the job done by themselves and that's what they're trying to do you take a white boy who can't be as near as fast as those people but can throw the ball Put him back there, put some people around him, he gets the job done. Hi, Tom, how the fuck are you? 
Yeah, but you got the, you got the same thing though with a guy like Tebow. Tebow was a fucking is, he can make plays. Same thing with Manziel. Manziel could make plays with his feet, but their arms were fucking garbage, and they just didn't see the field the way they should. How come there's they never going to cry for some more white linemen? They 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 never black linemen. I should had say. the football IQ, and it has nothing to do with race. It just has to do with. I mean, how many? Look at okay. Before Tebow even was in the NFL, they were talking pre-draft about him. Like teams were, were you know, that were looking at him, were going to draft him and put him as like you know a running back or a tight end or something like that. You know, I mean that, that's that's how probably disrespected his end. fucking quarterback IQ was. He probably would still be in the league if he was a tight end. Dude, as big as he's gotten after he left, he could be a fucking linebacker, you juicing bastard. And fucking, I remember Tebow, just uh, same problem as uh, Kaepernick. Because when uh, when uh, Denver let Tebow go, when uh, when there a new story about uh, he's not going to go anywhere that won't consider him as a quarterback. Like, well, welcome to CFL, motherfucker. Exactly, and I mean, and just like just like Kaepernick, okay, yeah. He had that one season where he took the fucking uh, uh, Broncos to the playoffs. The problem is teams made adjustments to how to play him yep. and how to defend him. Found him out real quick. And ironically, wasn't it San Francisco? And Yeah, I believe so. And Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Here's the thing. He couldn't make adjustments because he doesn't have the skill set to. Yes. That man, he should have been a full. He should, if he'd have played fullback or tight end, he would still be wearing an NFL jersey today. If he would have compromised, he wouldn't have to be. There wouldn't have to be this stunt casting with the New York Mets, because he well, probably I mean, be on the Giants or the Jets. Well, so, since we're since we're we're half ass on football, we might as well just dive in fucking head first into the into the world of, no. uh, of football no. this week. So, no, Romo's going to fucking CBS. Oh, correct. Hey, come on. Can I have my Iceman moment? Can I? Didn't I say? Now I said it was going to be a coach, but wasn't I saying, "Hey, Tony, you look really good in that headset. Might want to get used to that in that on a in that on a podcast some time ago." I like half. Yeah. I like half called it. No, I you 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 flat out you said yeah. He looked you you look good in the headset. I I can't I can't I tried I tried real hard to give They're this story. Put him with Jim Nance. Oh, that's going to be awful. He better, try, he better have a hell of a personality. He's replacing Phil Sims, from what they're saying. I just, I tried real hard giving this story some validity, and I just can't. Who what cares? Do mean, what do you mean validity? Bye, Romo. Who cares where he goes? He was never anything other than the quarterback of Dallas. He that's all he five, was. He's a five hundred quarterback. Yeah, I've always thought he was. I thought he was. I've always thought he's one of those guys who his hype was better than he was. Like you mm-hmm. had good PR. I'm, no, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal it, Rich. He was a forty degree day. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you because you know, like, why is it breaking news that he retired? He raised his Bye. profile a little bit because Jessica Simpson housed his penis for a minute. Here's the thing. I don't think it's breaking news that he retired. I think it's breaking news that the fact that. So many of the sports talking heads thought he was going to be traded and that there was a market for him. And here's the deal. The Cowboys just announced at 2 o'clock Eastern time that come June 1st, he's cut. Anybody can pick him up at that point. 
they're willing to pay him somewhere. I, I, I believe in the in the in the realm of like ten point seven million for him just to go away. Now, you don't think if they could have got something for him, they would have before they just said, "Fuck it, we're going to take that hit." Yeah, I mean, they weren't not going. We talked about how free agency was not going uh, as planned for Mr. Rome. There weren't there weren't the offers on the table that the Cowboys thought they were going to have for him. My question is: Is why would they? And Tony also, Romo hasn't played 16 games yeah, exactly. since 2012. No, what's your broken down ass? Your twice broken down ass collarbone. What, so we can pay to get it rebuilt a third time. No thanks. Your fractured back. Yeah. No, thank you. There was there was a, there was a, uh, I think it was. I think it might have been the NFL on Facebook. Uh, they posted a picture. In that picture, they listed Tony Romo's injuries, and it was back. You know, broken bone and back. That was this year. Uh, collarbone. Back. I mean, the point is, is that all the way to 2000, since 2010, every year he's had some sort of injury that's made him miss games. All right. I agree with you, Earl. If he wasn't the quarterback for the fucking, if he wasn't the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, this would just be a, eh. He'd have been done in 2000. He, he, it, being the quarterback for the Cowboys probably got him an extra couple of years in the league. Right. I mean, the fact that Tim Couch is gone, does anybody care? No. <laughs> you know, uh, when Joey Harrington left the Lions, did anybody blink? No. It, 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 when people... It, okay, but you're talking about two, I mean, historically bad fucking quarterbacks who were on just horrible teams. They Okay, Dallas... Played, they played to forty degree days, dude. They are five hundred team since the winning their last Super Bowl. Their record is almost exactly five hundred. All right, they they are just meh. They are the middle of the pack team. If they weren't the Cowboys, if they didn't have Uncle Jerry being the sideshow that he is, and they didn't do shit like give up fucking ridiculous amount of draft picks for people like Roy Williams. They would just be another fucking. Uh, uh, you know who they'd be? They'd be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, yeah, you, you won a Super Bowl. How long ago was that? Fifteen years. What have you done since? Whole bunch of nothing. I was watching ESPN, and everybody's like, "Will his postseason play cost Romo the Hall of Fame? His entire career cost yeah, him the Hall about, of Fame. How about his regular season play, where he missed in the last five years? I, I wonder." What was okay, greater, the on. amount of time he missed or the amount of time he played in the last five years? Hold on. To be fair, not for the NFL. He should not even be considered for the NFL Hall of Fame. But he holds a lot of team records for the fucking Cowboys. He that? surpassed. Hold on. Listen to me. He surpassed Aikman, and he holds those records. So will there be some sort of, will his number go into the ring of honor I doubt it'll be completely retired. They don't, you, you know, that that takes a whole lot to happen in football. Well, that's what I was going to say. They can put his number in the Ring of Honor, you know, and they'll have a Tony Romo day, and it'll head. be ten years from now, and he'll come out, and they'll people will clap and be like, you know, hey, thanks, you know, we we had some good times, we had some bad times, but overall, it was just, eh. it was just okay for me, you know. I mean, it's. He, you know what? You know what Tony Romo is. Tony Romo is the sex you have. It's not great. It's not bad. So you don't sit there and go, "Oh man, God, that was horrible." But you don't sit there and go, "Boy, I wish I get a piece of that again." He's just—it's just sex. It's just there. 
I it, it just exactly it, Rich. It, it you look at it and you go, God, I was that desperate one time. Woo! At least it was all right. No, I see. I think. I think. I, I, I think you're definitely fucking going a little too far to one side. Not desperate. Desperate is like you know they didn't go fucking get Jeff George out of retirement to take over for Tony Romo. All right, that's desperate. Des, de, desperate's uh, uh, calling up the phone and uh, calling Manzel. Yeah, but I mean, right now Dallas is kind of like they tip their hat and turn their back on Romo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, so he had a couple of records. He's a big and boy. He can go cry in his pile of money. I just, I can't. He, yeah, I, he's, I try. Like you, so Rich. Far, I'm like, well, he had records. Well, he, no. <laughs> so far, so far, the, the quarterback whose career is on the same trajectory as Tony Romo is Maddie Stafford. Yep. He's got records on the, he's, he's got, he holds records on the Lions for the, for the Lions. He's gave us some good times. He's been there for some shitty times. And unless he wins the Super Bowl, that is the high water mark. I'm no, like, if he wins a playoff game, <laughs> take it down a notch. You're talking about the Lions now. I, eh. Stop it, Earl. Stop it. That's that's a, Rich, I think we talked about this before. Earl, stop setting the bar so goddamn low. That's half the problem with Lions fans. Like, I'll take like most Lions fans, if you look at their wife or just their life in general, like they'll take a playoff win, like metaphorically, like set the bar higher, people set the bar for a Super Bowl win. Stop to, I'll, playoff wins. Good enough. No, it's not like that's how we, that's how we get fucking. Uh, uh, what is it this year? 60 years since there's been any kind of title with Detroit football. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Set the bar okay, higher, I'll, people. I'll meet you halfway, Earl. How about this? A Super Bowl appearance. There we go. Yeah, they, that would that right. would solidify his legendary status in in the in the in the Detroit sports fans' mind. You're right, bro. But again, because and I'm saying it's the Lions because the Lions don't have the people that Dallas has. Okay, yeah, the, Tony Romo. But look at the crew that surrounded that motherfucker, dude. You put Matt Stafford with that team. They do have a Super Bowl appearance, if not a win. And dude, people in people in in Dallas are sitting here. If they were listening to this, they're yelling at their headset or their or their computer speakers or their phone, going, "You had Megatron. You had the best defense in the league one year. Yeah. What the fuck did you do with that? Yep. Don't sit there and act like we had fucking world beaters surrounding Tony Romo, and that Detroit had Bupkis." Detroit had just as many great players surrounding him, and he didn't do shit. Did. In fact, we did. How many fucking how many drafts have came since they've drafted fucking Stafford? And they're saying we need to draft more weapons for him. We need to draft more weapons for him. How many weapons does he fucking need? When he drafted in 08 or 09? He, there's a point. Uh, 09. There's a point it's where eight, eight drafts about to be eight drafts. There's a point where you, as a quarterback, you have to make a good receiver a great receiver, okay? And you have to take average receivers and make them good receivers. Look, look, look at Tom. Look what there you go. Tom, that's the gold a, standard. Making stars yeah. a wipe. How, how how much you heard Wes Welker's name since Tom stopped throwing to him? That's a good point. I mean, and this is not shitting on Stafford, okay? I guarantee you. Half the teams in the NFL would take Stafford over the quarterbacks they have now. I guarantee you. 
Dude, Cleveland would take you right now. <laughs> any of us, any of the, all, of, any of the three of us, could probably be in the running to start in Cleveland. Cleveland has taken all of us. Have you seen that shit? Holy hell! It, 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 Chicago definitely would. That shit show, dude. I cannot like. I like. I actually. I feel bad. Like their division rival. I feel bad for them. Like I'm saying, how are there not like mass suicides going on in you know Bears fucking football bars? Like everyone just getting together Sunday and just killing a handle of whiskey. Like oh my god. Like training camp's going to start soon. Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you the best thing that happened to the Bears and the Bulls and the White Sox, and that is the Cubs winning the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Because like, that, that has taken the heat off of the rest of those teams in that city. Like, I, if I'm a Chicago sports fan right now, as Bears fan, I'm sitting there hoping like any day, any day now they're going to come out and be like, surprise, just kidding, Mike Lennon's are back up. Here's their real quarterback. Like, they, I mean, let's be honest. They've won a couple Stanley Cups. And, and they've built a, an excellent team out there with the Blackhawks. But hockey's not, it, hockey's not strong enough to get everybody's mind off of the Bears and the Bulls. The Cubs winning the World Series for the first time in over 100 years was a big enough thing to wipe everybody's mind out of, you know, wipe those, you know, the NBA and the NFL out of their mind for a little bit. And let them do what they're doing. Because if this was any other year and Chicago was making these moves, this would be national news. Stephen A. Smith would be having strokes about it. Somehow it'd be racist also in his opinion. Skip Bayless would fucking, you know, have an aneurysm. He's a white quarterback. I mean, it's just, it's all there is to it. But because it it is the year that it is, with Chicago winning the, the World Series. And let's be honest, there's a lot more sexy stories to cover in the NFL than the shit show that is the Chicago Bears quarterback situation. I don't know what Ditka thinks. Has anyone talked to Coach Ditka about this? Uh, surprisingly, he's been very quiet as far as I know. Was it just one long bleep? <laughs> Didn't he just have a heart attack like a couple years ago? He's probably like, don't, I can't talk about it. Doctor said I can't. It's Doctor. <laughs> yeah. <Jordan>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I'm sorry I can't answer that question, doctor's I, orders. In fact, I can't even be in a room with you now that you've asked that question. I have to leave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other shit going on in the NFL that is taking basically a lot of attention off of teams that I think, if they're, if they're self-aware at all, they better be glad that it's happening. Because, I mean, right now, we could be sitting here talking about pointing fingers and how the entire sports world is pointing fingers at the Chicago Bears and going, ha-ha, but we're not. And we should be, honestly. We should be, we should be, every sports fan should know who the GM's name is, the Chicago Bears, because it, it, they should say <laughs> his name. we don't get him. Yeah, they should say his name followed by, what the fuck is he thinking? Yeah, but because of Tony Romo and Colin Kaepernick and uh, uh, the Raiders moving and Chargers moving and etc. etc. I mean, it's just it's 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 way down the totem pole on you know sp- importance of stories in sports. So hey, running backs looking for a spot, quarterbacks yeah. looking for a spot. More power to them. Maybe they, maybe they can, if they're smart, maybe they'll use this to rebuild under the radar and come up out of nowhere. 
on, on everybody's ass in a couple of years and, and force open a window for them to maybe become Super Bowl contenders again. Because, guys, it was only 11 years ago they were in the Super Bowl. Only. Only, only a decade-ish. But, no, I hear you. It's better than uh, never like we have here. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Every fucking decade since the 60s, the Steelers have been in a Super Bowl. Title town. Now, that doesn't mean they won them. Yeah. But they've been there. Yep. They are always in the talk of it. Chicago really wasn't. It was a whole lot of shit after the Super Bowl era until fucking Ditka and Buddy Ryan. Chicago seems to be on like a every twenty year pattern for the Super Bowl. Exactly. I think if I think I think the Bears would be happy with once every ten years a Super Bowl appearance and win half those Super Bowls they appear in. I think they'd be more than happy with that. Mm-hmm. Believe me, because that's not a that's, that's also not a team that's struggling to sell its brand. That they, they have they're they're a charter member of the NFL. They have a very loyal fan base. The fan base isn't going anywhere. I don't know. Keep making moves like that. I'm telling you, they're taking themselves out. Well, you know that was that was the interesting thing. Mass because suicides as, with orange and blue Kool Aid. As a as a Bucks fan and not living in Florida by Tampa Bay, uh, you know I have to follow out of state sports reporters to get you know info on the bucks and there was a very serious period the post Gruden area era where they were like oh shit they're going to move these guys to fucking to 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 England this is going to be the first NFL team in Europe like and if you remember there was a whole lot of talk about it and who owns the bucks Malcolm Glazer the guy who owns Manchester United well he did he's dead now but i mean you know well, now hasn't it controversy hasn't that chatter all shifted up the coast now to uh to across or across the coast i don't fucking know florida geography to jacksonville yeah yeah but do you see what i'm saying i mean that's that was going to happen so it, it, chicago is not in danger of losing its franchise period no it's matter true. what that's what i'm getting at you know what i'm saying so you know they, 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 that team can stink like the lions for the next 10 years and they're going to be fine like, I don't know how there's never been, of all the talk of teams moving and all the moving teams have done since the Lions have been a charter, have been in the Super Bowl era. I don't know how the Lions have never even been a serious threat to leave Detroit. Ford, Ford family owning it. That's it. Because that's all that's, I can think of. Because that's the strongest fan base we got, and you know it, man. Oh, definitely. Well, they did leave Pontiac. <laughs> they didn't leave the area, man. Come on now. They're not leaving the Detroit area. What's funny is, to sum up everything we've talked about this entire podcast, Gronkowski was in WrestleMania. <laughs> I just kept thinking He's, when I saw the little clips of it, if he hurts his back. Yeah, I know, right? Like that's, gonna... just, that's what I'm saying. You know, Romo's always hurt, so is Gronk now. You know, and we're talking about winners and losers fucking Gronk in the middle of a wrestling ring shoulder blocking another guy well then too didn't he get tackled on the field by brady at fenway like when they're a little because he stole his fucking jersey yeah, I saw a little... <laughs> yeah. yeah but let's be honest if your career ends because of a little brady tackle yeah your career was going to end the next play in fucking in in uh in in the otas dude <laughs> <laughs> You you need to take all that money and buy an island and go reserve it for yourself because nobody will let you. 
that down. That's a pretty homoerotic photo, though, that he, uh, ESPN published of Brady rolling around on the grass. Like, Tom Brady looked like he's had a, lot, a little too much fun, in my opinion. <laughs> just, just saying. Pretty boy Brady. Yeah, Tom Lake was like, oh, this is a great time rolling around on the ground with you, Gronk. Let's try this again naked later. Hey, Gronk, this is what Michigan men do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. My cough shaped like a mitten. Uh, I, I mentioned this in the uh, uh, chat. The, the fucking fighting Irish coach. Kelly, what the actual fuck, dude? I, Earl, I think this might be one of those things we classify as you think it's a bigger deal than the rest of us, but continue. How is this a bigger deal than I think it is? You well, don't explain it out. first. Well, okay, him coming out and saying to the national media that his quarterback, who would have been a senior, Kaiser, uh, should have stayed in college because he needs more time to develop. He should not go to the NFL like he's going to this year. He's declared himself for the draft. That's That goes back to my problem with LeBron and all these other fucking people. You don't say that shit in the public. Well, he was his coach, right? It means he assessed, yeah. his, he assessed his performance on a daily basis? Uh, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's the guy who coached him, the guy who worked with him every day going, I don't think he's ready. Like, well, how's, that, how's that big of a deal? If he had any draft status whatsoever, it just got tanked. I mean, I, don't, I, I really don't think that. Uh, NFL teams give two shits about what their coach, what their college coaches think of them. I think that NFL GMs and coaches and uh, owners, to some extent, they're watch, they're just watching the game film. They're not. I'm saying from put back with when we were talking and the Irish got all their wins vacated and all that shit. Put that with this latest fucking debacle of coming out like that. Bye, Kelly. I, don't, I just, I just don't. It, it, I don't think okay. it's that big a deal, man. Okay. All right. Forget about Kaiser. Forget about his draft status. Just the fact that your head coach or your football team comes out and publicly says one of your kids aren't ready. Okay? He didn't say he was garbage. He didn't say he sucked. He just said, I don't think he's ready for the pros. Okay. That's you, you, you just bring bad press to the university in and of itself. That's, you just, those are one of the unwritten rules that you just don't do, man. I don't know, man. Like, does the, the supervisor I had before in a different department before I transferred to the job I have now told me to my face, he's like, eh, I think you need to be a couple years older. I don't think you're ready for this gig yet. And like, that's fine. I get shit. But he would never do that while you were on the line or surrounded by the team that you're supposed to be managing. Uh, but uh, the other part, too, is we weren't in the huddles. How do we know this guy wasn't a fucking terror to work with? How do we know this guy would even listen? Like, maybe this guy said this in the press because he tried to tell it, it to him, and he said, fuck you, I'm going pro. Said, Forget Kaiser, whether he was ready or not. It's not the point. The point is you handle that shit in the coach's office. You handle that shit with the, with in-house. You don't come out and say that about one of your players that declared himself for the draft. You don't do him. it. If he, he's clearly said to the team, fuck you, I'm going pro. So at that point, like, he, you don't work for him no more. Well, absolutely. At which point you start to look like a fucking crybaby. Just because he was your senior and he was going to be your starting quarterback and he's declared himself for the like NFL draft. You're going to come out and bash him? What was the other part, too? Was he asked about it, or did he just did he call a press conference just to make this statement? If somebody asked if he's answering a question, so the fuck what? Like, 
I don't know, man. I just, I don't think it's a huge, I think the shit, I think the other shit they got going on is a way bigger deal than him saying the guy that told his team later, you know, saying like, I don't think he's ready. Good luck to him. You know? You just don't do that. There's so many reasons you don't do that. Because now the students that were going to go to, you know, Notre Dame and play think that they can't have their coaches trust. What trust? I mean, the trust, there's no more to trust when he said, I'm going pro. I mean, that's, that's it. Like, he, he, he broke the trust first, the quote unquote trust. Nah. He's already, in a sense, turned his back on him. So, I, what's, oh, I mean, it's plus two guys going pro. He's going to be dealing with far worse. And if he looks good on film, someone's going to take him. Cleveland, <laughs> looking at you. Yeah, this just isn't a the no. first time. This isn't the first time, uh, uh uh, a college football coach, even a high school coach, uh, with NBA players and and sometimes NHL players, has come out and said something about like this. I mean, this is this is not like a remote fucking experience that happens like once every fifty years. I mean, this is probably a once every couple of years story that happens where a coach goes, he needs more seasoning. I don't think he's ready for the for the pros. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I mean, dude, fucking, isn't that basically what happened with guys like Aaron Rodgers? You know, he sat there waiting to get drafted, got the invite to the draft, thought he was going to go real high, didn't, gets drafted by Green Bay. They put him on the bench and say, "Learn, sit here and learn behind Brett Favre for a couple of years, get more seasoned." There's no shame in that. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, where it's like, "Oh, it's so disrespectful." Yeah, you could take it that way, or you could take it as like, hey, look, you know, sometimes to be at your best, you, you're going to need to get your football IQ up. You're going to need to sit and study behind, you know, some people. I mean, that's the way, that's the way I would take it. I mean, personally, because look, here's the deal. He's going into the draft, and he's going to end up making more money than that coach is, gonna, is, is fucking making. Yeah. So if if this if he if what that coach said is eating at his craw, then he's better get some thicker skin because he's about to be a, a paid professional sports figure, and he's going to take a lot more bullshit than that. Just like it's, Chris, it's said. not so much it's not so much Kaiser saying that you know he shouldn't have done it. I'm saying from my standpoint, from sitting out here watching this, uh, if you heard what Brian Kelly said, it was very wishy-washy. He said he's going to support him and his decision to go, but he needs a better mentor, and there's a lot of things he needs to learn on and off the field. And, and it hey, was ex- He works with this guy every day. Maybe this is how he fires him up. Maybe he, maybe this guy needs fucking some, someone to get in his head like that to be like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I'll show you. Like, you, we don't know. We're... We weren't in the huddles. We weren't in the locker room. We weren't in the meetings. Well, also, I mean, let's be honest here. We've been doing this show together long enough to where we all know that when it comes to certain topics, how we feel about it. Okay? I'm not a fan of Sidney Crosby. I'm not a fan of Gary Bettman. Earl's not a fan of fucking LeBron. You know, it's just certain things are a given. And one of the things I think that anyone who's listened to this program and I hope we all have all picked up on this, is that, and Earl, I'm going to talk about you like you ain't sitting here listening to me talk, but when it comes to okay. Earl, it's like he, tend, he, he tends to side on the, you should really keep the shit in the locker room and between players and closed door policy 
a lot more than I think your average sports fan would feel that way. And I mean, that's just that's just that's just where you're coming from on this, Earl. And I get that. The problem is, is that, and this is, it's, it gets complicated because what if his coach said something to somebody and that person goes to a reporter and anonymously, without a, a, uh, attribution, repeats what the coach said and that gets out. And now that, and now that player is sitting there red ass because, well, if you're going to say that, why didn't you just come out and say it in the fucking media? Why you got to do it through an anonymous person? Blah, 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 blah. That's the media age we live in these days. I mean, no, I totally get that. No, no, I totally get that. But like I'm saying, and you're right, I'm probably more than the average fan because of being behind, of being in the team, I want it done off the, off the, uh, Grid, you know, I want to, I want to know it, and I'll correct it, and we'll go from there. Closed door meetings, You're right? But that being said, though, alley deals. When, even if he leaked it through a back source, Rich, it wouldn't hurt the the university like him coming out and saying that does. Basically, he looks like a crybaby. Does it really that hurt the my, university, or does it hurt his standing in the university? Because this is Notre Dame we're talking about. If uh, players, it hurts their football. It hurts their if, football program. Okay, but bear with me here. Hear me out. If players are bound and determined because of the history, because of their upbringing, because of a, a, a family love of Notre Dame to play for Notre Dame, it doesn't matter who the fuck their coach is when they're there. They want to play for Notre Dame. That's if. So, I mean, those people, this ain't going to affect. It's going to most likely affect people that are on the fence. We're like, eh, I can go to Notre Dame or I can go to Northwestern. Which one do I want to go to? I mean, yeah, that, even people that were hardcore ready to go to Notre Dame has has to stop and take a look at it now. Well, shit, the coach, you know, let their let the players do this, and this vacated wins. He, he can't keep his mouth shut in public. I don't know about this now. Oh, yeah, I now, think it really now, takes the you, hardcore people and puts them back on the fence, Rich. I, okay, when you when you take because as as a beginning this subject, you were just taking him and 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 the, and the head coach saying the player he didn't feel the player was ready for the NFL. Now, if you pull back and you get the bigger picture in there, yeah, I agree. You start adding up a bunch of little things and it turns into a big problem real quick. Right, but the I problem mean, with Brian Kelly is the things that are coming up aren't little things though. But I get your point. And yeah, but that's what I said when I, you know, I said bye, Kelly, because you take what he's saying about his players in public, combine that with he can't control his team off the field, and he has to now vacate wins and shit. There's no freaking way in the world he should ever be a fucking head coach of any sport at any university, ever. Damn. You got some rigorous standards there, Ice Man. Well, I mean, dude, he's. Okay, his total record at Notre Dame is 59 and 31. He's got three bowl wins, three bowl losses. He's 500 in bowls. All right, he went four and eight last season. No, no, I, no, I, no he doesn't because he had to vacate him, bro. No, I, I under, okay, I understand that, but they played the games, okay, until they were vacated. This, this was the official fucking score. I mean, I get that. I understand that. All right. But it's just like the Fab Five. They played those fucking games, okay? The game where Weber called timeout when they didn't have one, that happened. I watched it happen live, okay? They can vacate it all they want. It still fucking happened. That's a bummer. You, you, you were there with the other two million people? 
No, I wasn't at the game. No, I, was, I was at no, home. I was fucking with you. I was like, no, I, no, I get what you're saying. I do, but well, I, I think I think another season of of sub five hundred record, along with all the rest of this shit, and I don't think he'll make it to the end of the season. It won't matter. Yeah, I it, it, look Notre Dame. Let's be honest here. Notre Dame is not the Notre Dame of you know your of of the good old days. Who holds? You know, no. those days are gone, man. I mean, I remember, I want to say it was it was either NBC or ABC signed an exclusive contract with, to carry Notre Dame football. NBC. NBC. And I remember players, this was either, I want to say the late 90s or the early 2000s on SportsCenter when they were talking about, you know, college football and stuff, players that, that had had grown up during that period where NBC had that exclusive contract, and they're going, why the fuck did NBC have an exclusive contract with Notre Dame? Notre Dame ain't done shit. I mean, that's how short of a memory span a lot of these players had. They were like, Notre Dame ain't shit. They ain't never been shit my entire lifetime. So I ain't, I don't even fuck about Notre Dame. Fuck them and touchdown Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it is basically the attitude. I mean, and if you really want to see that, go back and look at the 80s games between the University of Miami and Notre Dame. They basically said fuck touchdown Jesus. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. They didn't care one bit about Notre Dame's history. So Notre Dame is not the Notre Dame of the Rudy, you know, made-up sack that he didn't get (laughs) era. Okay. Who holds for the win? Yeah. But, I mean, it's still, they they still have their pride. And, yeah, I agree with you. Brian Kelly's not leaving a a good taste in anybody's mouth. If If I'm a Notre Dame fan, if I'm a Notre Dame booster, I'm probably wanting assurances that he is on the shortest leash possible and that his seat is as hot as he can stand it without standing up. Mm-hmm. On the real, man, if I'm a booster, I want to know he's on his way out and we got the better guy coming in. That's just on the real. There is I'm no really way real? he should hold this freaking position. On that really it- real, son? <laughs> Tried to kill my father, man. <laughs> Say word, he tried <laughs> yeah. to kill your father. <laughs> but no, um... I agree with you, but I don't think they're going to make a coaching change before the season starts if they haven't done it this, this so far. It's a little late. I mean, recruiting's already started for the next season. If they were going to fire him post, you know, 2016 season, I think it had been done already. So they're going to give him at least the beginning of the season to try to get his, you know, to unfuck himself and start shitting Tiffany cufflinks. And I don't think it's going to fucking happen. I just don't. I think he's definitely going to get fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. That was the end of the quote, just so I know. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, we beat on Brian Kelly for a good 15 minutes. Who's next? <laughs> who's, who's up next? Well, All right, Goldberg. Look, I thought you didn't watch wrestling. Look, this this is something that, that, that it's, it's almost a, a weekly thing now. Oh, it's almost it became a segment. Here we go. All right. I know what's coming. I, well, I, dude. I, no, it needs to be to, talked I have about. To reverse myself. I, and I have you to need to talk about it. I said, I have to reverse myself from what I've said. There was an article that came out. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you a couple quotes from it. It's from an NBA, It's from an NFL executive talking about Colin Kaepernick. Oh. And it wasn't what me and him thought at all. No. <laughs> he basically came out under the condition that he be kept anonymous. And said that 
Most NFL executives genuinely hate Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he said, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read his quote verbatim here. It says he can still play at a high level. One AFC general manager said, "The problem is three things are happening with him. First, some teams genuinely believe that he can't play. They think he's shot. I put that number at around twenty percent. Second, some teams fear that the backlash from fans after after getting him, they think there might be protest, or Donald Trump will tweet about the team." I say that number is around 10%. Then there's another 10% that has a mix of those feelings. Third, the rest genuinely hate him and can't stand what he did. They want nothing to do with him. They won't move on. They think showing no interest is a form of punishment. I think some teams also want to use Kaepernick as a cautionary tale to stop other players in the future from doing what he did. When I spoke to a handful of executives at the Combine a few weeks ago, one even called him an embarrassment to football. Now, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, anytime it comes up, that I think, honestly, he's not being blacklisted. But the only thing that would make me question the validity of, of, of this executive statement is that he didn't have the balls to go on record with and, and, and put his name next to it. Yeah. But if he's willing to come out and say this much, where there's that much smoke, there's got to be some fire. And I... I and... and Here's what I've said all along. If half the teams don't want him on the fucking team because they have a policy against him, their players kneeling for the national anthem, is that really being blacklisted, or is that them saying we're not even going to bother with you because you've already proven in the past that you're that you'll go rogue and do this shit on your own? And, I, and, the, only thing, and the only thing I can the only thing I compare it to is the. Yankees and their no facial hair, no long hair policy. I mean, if they were, if they were going to go after a guy like Brian Williams with his big long beard, and he said, "I'm not going to shave my beard," they wouldn't even bother offering him a contract. They just move on. I mean, that, that's that's how much that rule means to them. So if 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 there was a bunch of teams that felt that way, is that really being blacklisted? Is that I, no? That's teams saying you're not going to follow our rules, and you've proven you won't, so we're not going to even bother with you. But this is. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think it goes back to the huge rant and the huge bitch I had with it. Doesn't mean I hate him. Doesn't mean I didn't support Black Lives or, or Matter or anything. Didn't matter any of that. There's just certain things you don't do. And especially in this country. You don't step on the flag. You don't disrespect the flag. And if, if you hate it that much, if you're trying to use it as a protest and you don't like it, the fuck out. Okay, and I understand that, but I also think there's something that has gotten, and, I, and Chris and I were talking about this right before you joined the call, and we went live. I think there's something else that here that's, for whatever reason, is not being brought up, but I think is, to anybody who's been paying attention, it sticks in their craw just as much as the flag stuff. And that is, that man went on the field in San Francisco to warm up, wearing socks that portrayed police officers as pigs. On top of that, yeah. Chris, added, Chris added this in there, okay? He also was wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt talking about, uh, Castro had some good ideas. Okay, you couple all that, all that shit, once again, these on their own, he might be able to, I might be able to play it off and, and say, okay, he was joking about the pig thing. Well, obviously he wasn't. Obviously he felt that way because look at his stance. I'm not going to stand for the national anthem of a country that doesn't doesn't value black people and people of color's lives. That's was I'm paraphrasing his quote, but it's close enough for government work. All right. 
walking around in a Che Guevara shirt. All right, well, what are you, a liberal arts freshman? Man, I mean, come on, you know. He's pushing, uh, I still accuse him of pushing his blackness last season as well with his afro. I mean, even, even Rage Against the Machine dropped that shit, you know, with, with, with Che after uh, uh, Evil Empire. You know, no longer were they putting, you know, uh, screen-printed tapestries of his face draped over their amps. Okay, so they got off that fucking bandwagon. Yeah, once you go platinum, it's kind of hard to keep rallying against capitalism. But I mean, dude, it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that, and this is just in my experience. For the most part, sports is a very <sighs> athletes and sports itself tends to be very conservative in the sense of they're they're very much about tradition and respect and honor and all these things. All right. Case in point, how you feel about the flag. Now, you say there's things you don't do. You don't burn the flag. I'm about to knock your socks off, Earl. I burned the flag before. That's how you retire it, dude. Exactly. I said you don't stand on the flag. You don't disrespect the flag. You don't – you just – if you, but, okay, but, but Okay, what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is that you feel you don't do that. But by law, he's allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. So you're making, you're saying, there's an unwritten law that he's not, that he shouldn't do that. Well, here's right. the thing: the law of the land says he's allowed to. When and the law of the land says we can criticize him for it. We cannot put him on a payroll for it. Hold on. What he didn't count on was, yeah, the NFL is predominantly. I mean, I, I don't know the percentages, but if you look at the NFL, I'm going to say safely over 50% of its players are black. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Okay? But what I don't think what? he did count on was the fact that it's sports and a lot of athletes, because they hold tradition in such high esteem and stuff like that, are maybe more conservative than he was giving them credit for. And now this has come back to bite him in the ass. So now the question isn't, is he being blacklisted? If we're taking this executive at his fucking word, he is being blacklisted. So now the question is, is it their right to blacklist him? And whether I agree with what they're doing or not by blacklisting them, it is absolutely their right to blacklist them. It is absolutely their right to say, we're not going to give you a contract and pay you money and give you a platform to spew the shit that we don't agree with. With our team. That is their right, just as it's his right to kneel during the national anthem, to step on the flag, to, sh- to, to, to fashion it into a diaper if he wants to. Okay? What the fuck ever. So now here's, here is the, the since, since that is legally their right to do that, it now becomes another unwritten rule, and a question is raised by that unwritten rule. Is it wrong for them to do that because they're punishing him for his political views? Should his political views matter that much when it comes to a team? And I think we've covered this nonstop. If he was Tom Brady, I think he'd have a lot more forgiveness for him if he had that winning record. Yes, winning for, winning clears up a lot of sins. What did I say? Win, winning in time equals all is forgiven? Like, uh, yeah. I, I, but once again... Even when this shit was going on, even when he was still, when we were in the midst of it, even when he was his, he was just doing it for his second or third week. We said this on this program. He is fucking himself out of ever playing in certain markets. Mm-hmm. 
Certain markets will never accept him because of what he's doing. Dude, you got bounced from San Francisco. Good luck. Like, your options are pretty much Seattle or L.A. Like, if you got bounced out of San Francisco, like... That, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with it. Where else in the country are they going to up with that shit? Maybe, maybe <laughs> New York? The Jets? Oh, maybe. hell no. Hell no. Here's the problem. The Jets owners so are very... will even begin to accept him disrespecting, as it's seen, disrespecting the national anthem and the flag? New York, bruh. No. Nah, no, dude, I think, I think you're absolutely wrong, dude. I think, I don't just, I think, just, I, I think you don't get nine eleven factor in New York. I think he's kind of got a point with that. Yeah, but you also got the fact that people nowadays go to the fucking holes where the towers used to be and do the shout out picks. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 become it's we become a tourist a attraction. There's that. a nine eleven gift shop in New York. Okay. No, 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 no. I I, I don't debate that at all. Worst but t-shirts I ever. Think, I, and and I think New York showed this when it happened. Their patriotism is unwavering in that state. No, New York don't have patriotism. New Yorkers have New York pride. They fucked with New York City. They fucked with New York City first and foremost. America was second. Notice all those New Yorkers were talking about the fucking... I'm sorry, what'd you say? I'll give you it. I'll go there with you. Yeah, because all the t-shirts in the gift shop say, I heart New York, not I heart America. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you notice that they... they, that, That, you know, in the Spider-Man movie... It wasn't, you don't fuck with, if you mess with Spider-Man, you're messing with Americans. No, if you mess with Spider-Man, you're messing with New York. And New York Strong and NYPD and NYFD, they didn't say shit about the Pentagon. They didn't say shit about the fucking shit that happened in Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Yep. New Yorkers think the world revolves around them. Okay. I'm glad I don't work there anymore. And believe me, I've lived there. I can say that. As an outsider, I walked in and went, Wow. This shithole is what you think the world revolves around? Really? <laughs> so I have friends, Rich. <laughs> the same, I had the same thought. I mean, I, yeah, okay, great, wonderful. You have every cultural thing you could want, but you also have people shitting and pissing on the fucking streets. It's dirty, and, it's crowded, and everyone's an asshole. Yeah, and everybody thinks they're superior to everybody else. It's like I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hierarchy of bums in New York. I, yeah, I, me neither. Hey, Rich, are you ready to scream? Well, hold on, because I, I got a feeling you're about to change the subject. And I really want to, <laughs> I really want to fucking, because I guess this irks me, is that I, I feel like I gave NFL executives too much credit. All right. I knew that some of them were saying, I'll never fucking sign him. He'll never be on my team. I knew that was going to happen the minute he, the minute he fucking kneeled down the first time. I knew that. Okay. I didn't think it would be as across the board as it is. And while I, hey, look, they have every right to do it, I think there's more legitimate reasons than he, you know, we didn't like him kneeling during the national anthem to not fucking take a risk and, and spend millions on him to be your quarterback. I think it's just because they, he's going to bring you the wrong kind of publicity. That's what I think is what it gets down to. You're going to have the eyes on your team for the wrong reasons. I don't think it has anything to do with the, not directly related to the kneeling of the national anthem. It's just the publicity that's going to come with that. Your team doesn't want like you don't want it as an owner. Well, you know, you go to you, you know, and there's certain you're you're on the radar for the bad reason for you know a quote unquote bad reason as opposed to a good reason. As recently as yesterday, okay, 
a website for the win, excuse me, it was two days ago, published a why NFL teams haven't signed Colin Kaepernick excuse generator. And you go to the website and you click on the button and it generates a random excuse. First one that came up when I clicked it, we don't know if he's fully committed to football. He hasn't even played a game in over three months. Click it again. He doesn't fit into our new quarterback less offense. Click it again. Teams believe Kaepernick is too fast and will shake the confidence of faster players on their roster. Basically, they're, they're saying, you know, none of these are legit reasons. No, I'm sorry. You take a stand. You interject politics into your fucking, into your brand as an athlete. You're going to alienate a certain amount of people. If you do not realize that in today's political climate, then you are functionally retarded. And I want to see your Wonderlick score, okay? Because I can't believe you even got your name right on your fucking SATs. Like a two. You probably think SAT stands for Saturday Afternoon Test. <laughs> you are a fucking retard. A wet brain drooling on yourself. Need you in a harness as a little child retard. Okay? Don't know what else to fucking say. But are these legitimate reasons not to sign them? Yeah. These are fucking... It is a business. These are business owners. Okay? Bottom line. If they do so... If, if, if a... If a if an employee who might work for him, a potential employee has a history of doing things that that company does not agree with versus a potential employee who has no history of doing those things, which one are they? And, and by the way, both of them have a questionable upside, but you have to hire one of them. Which one do you think they're going to fucking take? Yeah. This, is not, this is not brain surgery. In the grand scale of things, he's more on the liability side than the asset side. So it becomes so what basically what it, what it is turned into now is it's an SJW fucking topic. It's teams are punishing him for his political points of view. Well, let's be honest here. If you are in Hollywood and you are a staunch conservative, you better keep that shit to yourself, or you better be a money making machine. Yeah, Tim Allen was on uh, one of the late night shows a couple weeks ago, pretty much talking about how he's got to play that shit close to the vest because he likes working. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Meryl Streep goes on a fucking award show and airs it for her acceptance Cause she, speech. Because she can. Like, we talked about this because that's the. That's, she was in a room full of people who agreed with her, saying things everybody agreed with. I mean, and the people that and the people that didn't agree with her were in the minority, and they knew better than to speak up at that point in time. Yeah, because they'd have been they'd have been shouted down, and they were risking. Basically, it's the it's the photo negative of McCarthyism. You know, the whole mm -hmm. McCarthyism period in the 50s was they were blacklisting people who they thought were communist out of the entertainment field all right now in response to that there's been an overcorrection whereas hollywood the old hollywood was 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 uber conservative too conservative in my opinion now it's too fucking liberal and now we're looking to outlaw and blacklist people who are in their mind fascist or too conservative the pendulum has swung way too far back. It's there's no balance here, and I, I when when this when it becomes this issue, this is something that is there's no right or wrong. It's just what people feel, and this is what sucks because this is what sports is supposed to take out of the equation. Yeah, sports is supposed to be hardcore, win or lose. What's the score when the clock strikes zero? That's who won. Okay, that's all there is to it. Now it's now it's all this fucking muddy water gray area that we've in, we've in, injected into sports why i don't know do we really want it there i mean that was one of the things that was one of the things i agreed with you earl 
when you were like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch football and have to think about fucking politics and shit. But at the same time, there's people that like turn on sports and go, why the fuck are we singing America the Beautiful during the seventh inning stretch? What happened to take me out to the ball game? Right. The fuck yeah, does I'm, it, I'm gonna, America the Beautiful got to do with that? I, I'm, I'm gonna say I called it on Colin and, and leave it alone because I beat him to a pulp. No, and and dude, he did I, never himself, once. Man. I'm in that ne- camp. Never once that I can think of did I ever say you don't have the right to 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 pile on him to dogpile him. You, of course, you have that right. The problem is, is that I think too many people now expect. Well, he should have no repercussions for his speech because why? Simply because we agree with what he said. Well, it doesn't work that way. No. It just doesn't work that way, folks. And that's what I was trying to say when it was happening. Okay, so go do that shit on your time. Don't do it on the fucking field. And then you guys were like, well, yeah, but it's his right and his owners and people didn't have it in their rules. He's getting his comeuppance. And I was like, okay. The, well, the San see. Francisco 49ers owner did not tell him he couldn't do that, so he yes. did it. <laughs> yeah, one of, yeah, he one did. Of, one of let his ass go. One of, no, he's, no, he didn't let his ass go, dude. I That's know, he opted bullshit. out. I know, I know he opted out, dude. Calm down. See, this is what I'm, I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Why, why, do we, why do we let people get away with not even being factual anymore if it serves their fucking point? No. The facts are not fluid. They don't fucking, it's not like your gender, okay, these days. It's not fluid, all right? (laughs) Facts are facts, okay? Bottom line. They don't get to fucking shift because you don't like the way, you don't like which way they're pointing, all right? He opted out of his contract like a dumbass. He should have kept his mouth shut and let them cut him and got his fucking paycheck. That's what he should have done. And then he could have found out that no one's going to fucking hire his ass. Because I, 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 maybe he, maybe he can go down to Mexico and play in that league and throw to Chad, Chad, yeah, Chad I Johnson. Mean, I don't know. He tested the free market, <laughs> and the free agent market told him to go fuck himself. No, Rich, I understand he opted out. But what I'm saying when I, when I said they let him go, they just let him go. They didn't ask him to stay. They didn't pay him to stay. You uh, no, because he doesn't bring anything to the table but fucking a headache. He's not that right. great of a player. <laughs> He's not that great of a player. And he's got a fucking media circus surrounding him. And this isn't sports people. Fu- this is uh, this is what pisses me off about the non-sports people that talk about this story. What do you mean distraction? What do you mean distraction? So some guy beats his wife, and we let him back in the NFL, and that's not a distraction. Here's what, here's what we mean by distraction. Colin Kaepernick not only had the usual sports media following him around about this story, but had people who would never ever set foot into a fucking NFL locker room as a reporter, simply based on the political stance he was taking, following him around. You don't think that distracts from the rest of the fucking team? You don't think when the fucking team is sitting there post game or post practice, and there's forty reporters around his fucking locker, asking him questions and 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 stirring up shit in the locker room about politics, which uh, by the way have nothing to do with the game that they're there to fucking they're being paid to play. Is a distraction? Get the fuck out of my face, man. These are people that don't... These are, these are, <laughs> once again, this is the nerds who grew up, and now they're like, hey, now I can really stick it to these jocks. You know what, dude? Why don't you fucking realize that high school is not... Real life is not high school, okay? Leave that shit back in high school. This is real life here. Okay, This is this is not... You're not going to get stuffed in a locker because you're an AV club. Uh, the shit just... 
it, it irritates me because it's this it, isn't going away. Eventually it will, but it isn't going away anytime soon. And here's the bitch of it. The further away we get from the story, which is the last legitimate sports part of this was him opting out of his contract. The further away we get from that, the more these Twitter fucks are going to fucking pipe up with their fucking fake outrage. And we're going to hear about it. And that's what I can't stand because people, you don't care about football one way or the other. So shut the fuck up. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't slap the dick out of your mouth and tell you how to live. Don't come over here and tell me how to fucking watch my sports. Okay. Yes. I'll sit, to, I'll sit around and tell you how to listen to the Smiths. See, I, I called all the shit back in the season, so I just get to sit back and watch and then rile up Rich for the finale of this podcast. <laughs> Go out with a bang. I, dude, I'm not even wrong. I'm just fucking exasperated that... Dude, we all called it to an extent. We all said he's riding high right now. But has he thought about the long-term implications of this? No. He thought he was so right because he got the fucking Twitter sphere to hashtag his cause and support him. But ultimately, these aren't sports fans that are supporting him. They're not people that are going to make a difference to the owners. These are people that are not going to go out and buy Colin Kaepernick jerseys. They're not going to support him no matter where he goes. They're not sports fans. The only reason they were a fan of his is because of a political stance he was taking. Well, if you want to be a politician, put on a fucking suit, put your hair back, and go fucking run for office somewhere. Yeah. Might, might, might have to be his next career choice. Well, there you go. Run for city council in Oakland. Wait. I was going to say, yeah, Oakland or San oh, Francisco. That, is that racist because I said Oakland? Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what I think. I think, you know, when I think Bay Area, racist. I think, you know. San Francisco and Oakland. One's just no, poor, one's rich. The, the reason I can't get back into this, because everything that's happened since then, the whole Confederate flag talk has come back what, and all what? of this shit. Wait, what? What is this happening? We didn't talk about this in this, the pre-show meeting. <laughs> Where's the, where the Confederate flag going? No, that's what I'm saying. That's why oh. I don't get into the Kaepernick talk. I don't, ah. because people are like... He has a right to kneel for the national anthem, and I have the right to fly a Confederate flag and say it doesn't stand for racism, bitch. Well, I, I just, I can't, I can't get into this because it won't be sports related. And well, the answer to uh, both of the situations is be prepared for the ramifications. Quite honestly, you know, it's and and hey, here's. Here's the thing. Bottom line. People want to fucking... They don't want uh, any anything that can even be fucking construed as a rebel flag on a state flag, on a government fucking flown flag, fine. But if someone wants to fly it on their private property on their own flagpole, you ain't got shit to say about it until you go over there and buy that property from them. And then it's your property. And then you can do what the fuck you want to do with that property. Okay, now you can sit at the end of their fucking driveway and, and get butt hurt and sit there with a scowl on your face, but I don't know what good that's going to do you. Public shaming. I mean, I, yeah, they, what, what is this, Game of Thrones? You, you're going to hold him down, cut his hair, and make him walk naked through the streets while a bunch of fucking people go, shame, physically shame, I just, scoff. I, I can't because the rebel flag, I understand what it means and I understand everything, but it doesn't only have one meaning. That's like saying if you fly a fucking uh, rainbow flag, you're gay. No, it doesn't. My first wife loved a rainbow. Loved it. Loved the damn prism. Loved it. She wasn't gay by any stretch of anybody's imagination. 
So I just can't take it when people stick to one thing and say, that's what it means because I said so. Hey, but you're from Michigan, bro. Like, I don't understand. Earl, Earl, this is, this is, okay, and not, and not to harp on the Confederate flag thing, but this is the same argument that I've had with people about words. Okay, words have more than one meaning, right? And we are now in, in, uh, we are firmly in the, hold on a second. Oh, okay. Rich, Sorry. hang up. Let's do his answer. Oh, well, he's back. <laughs> okay, we are firm. We are firmly in 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 entrenched in. We we are certain groups in our society are inventing words, are insisting that words mean one thing and one thing only, and instead of taking people's actions, they're taking people's words and putting more fucking valid, more validity and weight behind their words than what they actually do. And I agree with you as far as things have more than one meaning. I understand that. Okay. I use the word fag. I'm not talking about gay people. Neil Patrick Harris is a homosexual. Justin Bieber's a faggot. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> My friend Corey is a homosexual. My former boss, Pat, is a faggot. It's, there's a difference. Okay. I mean, they don't have to be famous people, all right? And people, oh, my God, oh, oh, how dare you use that word? Well, you know what? Then fucking protest me. I don't really don't give a shit. Well, why don't you look at the intent? Why don't you look at the context it was used? Am I saying someone? If am I am I am I saying someone's gay? No, I'm not. I'm saying someone's stupid. Well, you're you're equating homosexuality with stupidity. No, you're doing that. I know the context you're I'm dead. using the word in. Just because you don't understand or refuse to understand. That's not my problem. You so if you want to go be offended, go start a Twitter hashtag, because I don't give a fuck. And that's where, to me, all these arguments start and end. I don't care what reason you got for feeling the way you do. It comes down to, do you have the right to express yourself? Yes, you do. And your right of expression stops when you infringe upon somebody else's rights. And someone being offended, nowhere in any law that has ever been written... Has, in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, does it say you have the right to not be offended? Um, no, but I'm sure some asshole said that. Oh, it's coming, Constitution. dude. It's coming. I have the right to not be offended. I'm saving it for, I'm saving it for unregimented, but uh, yeah, there's a law in, in Canada that just passed. It's coming. Oh. And it's, and it's going to spread oh, from Canada down Canada? to us. Oh, yeah. All right. Different podcasts. Well, speaking of Canada. Oh. Here it comes. All right. You Lost guys want to this is what you guys... You guys set this topic. I'm going to go take a squirt here. <laughs> but here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wait, wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to take a break because I'm going to get something to drink because I, I, I don't think I'm as locked and loaded as you guys expect me to be. How can you not be? Because, dude, this is what I expect from Batman anymore. This is what I expect from the NHL. The short-sightedness. This is why I, this is why their playoffs this year I will watch either on someone else's dime who's paying for cable or I'll watch the highlights and catch the fucking box score afterwards. I'm not going to pay a cable company and pay a fucking uh, 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 for a sport that they're doing their best to run into the ground. Okay, I mean, for our listeners, let's go to where, where we're going here. Okay. The NHL announced that it will not pause and let the players take part in the Olympics next year. 
Now, they've taken part of the Olympics every year since 98. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, if you're listening, we're all expecting Rich to just unload both barrels on Gary Bettman. Don't let us down, Rich. Go. Once again, I just... This is what I expected from him. I expected him to do this. Look, this isn't about players playing in the Olympics. This is about... The NHL having a position of power to negotiate with the NHL Players Association and further break the union, all right? This, this is the politics behind it. And what the NHL is, is, is once again doing is they're cutting their nose off to spite their face, but then they, they're not realizing they're going to have to walk around the rest of their life with a gaping hole in the middle of their fucking face. Okay, yeah, you showed that nose who's boss, but guess what? You look like something out of a fucking Frankenstein movie for the rest of your life. Who's really winning in this situation? Look like Michael Jackson on a bad day. Exactly. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Okay, the NHL is going to continue to lose players to the KHL, the Russian Hockey League, and is continue to lose players to the Swiss, to, to, to countries like Switzerland and their Hockey League. They've already lost Datsuk, okay? Ilya Kovalchuk, Kovalchuk well, Kovalchuk, excuse me, in his prime left the NHL and went back to Russia and is making the same money he would make in the U.S. in his homeland, all right? This is, there is no reason for players who have a an appeal that goes farther than just North America, you know, Canada, the U.S., to fucking stay in the NHL if they don't want to. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Now you got to think, how did, okay, look at the NBA. How did the NBA expand itself to where it is now a worldwide phenomenon? The 1992 Dream Team. Yeah, buddy. That's, that's why we have Yao Ming. That's how, how come we have Jeremy Lin? That's how come we have so many fucking uh, Dirk Nowinski. That's how come we have so many fucking European players, whereas before the, those were rarities. And you damn sure didn't see any Asian players out, out, out there hardly at all, ever. Okay, that's what expanded their fucking brand. Them taking the NHL players, the top players in the world, out of the Olympics is going to water down a game that's already been watered down. Because here's... Yeah. Here's the here's the real dirty little secret. Olympic hockey it has its moments, but the bigger rink, the stricter rules, less emphasis on fucking physical play, more emphasis on puck possession. It's not a fucking exciting brand of hockey. It's really not. And the fact that it's it's not a grind to get a gold medal like it is to win the Stanley Cup to where you have to play for two fucking months every other day means that you can't have guys like role players, you know, fringe guys, grinders, your McCarty's, you know, your Barnaby's, your Steve Ott's, guys like that. Guys like that, are, are, are they're taken out of the game because you have, you have one or two games to win and you have to win them. And that's just all there is to it. Now, that's, now that can be exciting. The World Cup of Hockey did have some exciting games. But once again, the World Cup of Hockey was also, it wasn't played on that big-ass international ring, and it wasn't played with the international rules. But, I mean, it, 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 I expected this, and what I didn't expect, and what I love, is like exactly what happened with Alex Ovechkin. 
reporter stuck a mic he in his said, face. Fuck you, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, reporter stuck a mic in his face and said, So what are you gonna do? And he said, Somebody tell me not to go? I don't care, I just go. And if I needed another reason to love Alex Ovechkin more than I already do, he just gave it to me. Yeah, no shit. So how was that? I got a country to go support. Exactly. And by the way, I can go leave this country and the NHL and go make the exact same money in my home country that I'm making here. And it's a better brand of hockey because it's they the coaches aren't as conservative. They allow players to make more creative, be more creative with the puck, and they're not so concerned about well, you know, okay, we have to we have to do this and we have to do this. Like the Red Wings made a brand out of a very, on the surface, boring style of hockey, puck possession. Red Wings won four cups based on puck possession. Puck possession is just like running the football. Okay, it's like how I play Madden. I get the lead, and then I run the clock down with running plays. And I piss off my opponent because they can never get their offense back on the field, but that's football. That's what you, sorry, you don't like that? Go play another game. I'm going to run the clock down every fucking play. I'm going to give you as little time with the ball as possible. That's just all there is to it. Why should I, why should I give you more opportunities to score? Puck possession is that type of style of hockey. One team keeps the puck, controls it, controls the movement, controls the flow, controls the cycling of the puck, and they, they, they pick and they set up better shots that way in theory. But they have to be very talented, and they have to be players that can play with that, that style. The Red Wings are still trying to play a puck possession style of hockey. They didn't make the playoffs for the first time in a quarter decade. What's that tell you? They didn't have the talent to do it anymore. So, yes, it does take talent, but it's not a very exciting form of hockey to watch it's not a dump and chase and guys digging in the corners and bodies flying all over the place hey rich and guys crashing the net what 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 about the uh talk that if they do this uh the players association is threatening another lockout no it's not the players association it's the nhl's that's threatening another lockout right the lockout would have to be initiated by batman okay and that's what i'm saying this is just another example okay hold on a sec uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm quoting Pierre Lebron. He said, well, the NHL nearly uncanceled a canceled season in 2004-2005, meeting players in an emergency meeting a week after actually announcing the entire season was toast. Nothing came of it, of course, but it's a reminder to never say never. In this case, however, it means the NHL is serious that it is, it is indeed not going not unless the players promise labor peace. So in other words, if the players want to play in the Olympics, the players have to give up even more of their negotiating power at the table than they've already given up to the owners through the NHLPA. And the weakest league in all of sports is the NHL fucking PA. You can make an argument that the NFL's Players Association is pretty weak just based on how they treat their veterans and once you retire. But for players that are currently playing, there is no weaker union than the NHLPA. And the NHL is going, if you want to go represent your country, if you want to play with the top players in the entire world, you have to give us more bargaining power. And by the way, we already hold the lion's share of bargaining power. It's bullshit. Why would they do that? I agree with Ovechkin. Just fucking go. Well, that's what my other question was. What if the players just decide, you know what, I got a country to go play for and see you. 
What are they going to do? Well, I mean, guys like, you know, Austin Matthews, who is American, but he plays for a Canadian team, all right? I, he, he could be lying. He could, he could, his team could just fucking cut him. Some, I mean, the NHL could fucking suspend him. An so you think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna suspend Alex Ovechkin? Uh, Sidney Crosby plays for Team Canada. Uh, Crosby, if he goes, are they gonna suspend the poster boy for the NHL? See, now I was I was saving this until Chris got back because I wanted to get both of you guys' opinion on this. But this is an interesting thing. No, if here. Crosby, Cro- okay, Chris, you're here. If Crosby does what Ovechkin does and says "fuck you," I'm going. Then we're gonna see how much the NHL loves their golden boy. Because that's their bread and butter right there. That's the face of their fucking league. All right. Yeah, Connor is Ovechkin the bad boy and Crosby's the good boy? As far Ovechkin, as the, if the NHL's Ovechkin, perception if of them. came from North America, Ovechkin would be the face of the league. But because he's a European player who speaks in broken English, he's he's... European players have always had a stigma attached to them since they started coming into the league in, like, heavy... Like the post Fedorov era, or you know the Pavel Burry Fedorov, you know that type of era, um, and it's usually the older guys and in in, in, you know older NHL fans because the, the the European players usually play a slicker, less physical brand of hockey, a more puck possession brand of hockey, which was I, I was describing while you were gone. Whereas North American players play the rough and tumble, rough, rugged, and raw brand of hockey. Well, hockey's changed now. And a guy like Ovechkin comes in, and even though he's a European player, he's got an edge to him. He's a power forward in today's NHL, whereas 20 years ago, he wouldn't be considered a power forward. He'd just be considered a scorer who has a little bit of an edge to him. you know. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If, if Ovechkin walks and he goes, I'm going to go play for fucking Russia, I don't give a shit. And the NHL says, you're not welcome back here. He's going to go, okay, I'm going to go to the KHL and go make the same amount of money and live in my home country and be happy as fuck and go find me a couple fine Eastern European broads to fuck. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If Crosby fucking walks and they ban Crosby, then you know the NHL is serious. Then you know the NHL and what they're willing to do is drive their league into the ground instead of giving any control back to the players. And with the three work stoppages that Bettman has presided over, I don't see how anyone can doubt they'd be willing to do that. You company man! So at what point do people just toss Bettman out of his position? He's not a fucking elected official. Like, what is... The problem is... We're going to revolt, resist, wearing shirts with a puck on them that say resist. The, The problem is that Bettman works for the owners, and the owners who aren't owners of teams like the Red Wings, the uh, uh, Maple Leafs, Canadians, you know, well-established teams, teams that are going to do well, teams that travel well, teams that make money. Those owners, I'm willing to bet for the most part, don't really care for Bettman because he's done more to fucking handcuff those owners than he's done to help them. It's the owners of, of teams that don't do shit that love Bettman because he he's the one that he's the one that keeps insisting we expand into areas like you know desert area with a fucking sport that's played on ice, and you know hey we got two teams in Florida, even though Florida didn't even know what the fuck hockey was before 1991 or two or whatever you know the fucking 
uh, Lightning was put down there in Tampa Bay. I mean, he's going nowhere because there's more owners who like him because they're not in the elite of owners. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not the Mike Illich. They're not the Illich family. No, I got you. I got you. But when people like Alex Ovechkin starts leaving teams, it's a pretty big deal, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's one of your money grabbers that is is 86. And with the way that the viewership has dropped in the NHL, that's costing owners money too. And I understand he's not elected official, Chris, but what I'm saying is, is at what time do, do the owners are like, okay, dude, uh, you suck, and, and now you're cutting into my profit margins way too far, you gotta go. I, I don't think I, I do I don't I think Batman has cast a spell on 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 owners and has brainwashed them in his time by saying as long as we negotiate we continue to always negotiate with the NHLPA from position of power as the NHL we're always going to get what we want we might have to suffer through work stoppages. We might lose a season. We might even lose two seasons. And with this, he has to he has to be going to the fucking to the players and I mean the owners and going, we might lose some star players. It might happen. But in the long run, you're gonna make more money as an owner because we're gonna take the power out of the, the negotiating power further out of the players' hands and give it to the owner side. Oh no! I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, and that's what he probably said when he got the job. I just, now, I just don't think he's going anywhere, dude. I really don't. I think I, it would I, have to, it would have to be like a coup d'état of like a very small group of owners somehow work behind the scenes and get him and out I'm of there. This might be the, the Olympics. If if they don't, if they really don't let them partake in it and do the stoppage and whatnot, and people just start walking out. And, and it's not players like that they're putting out in Las Vegas or, you know, Phoenix, you know, or those type. It's big market players and big market teams. At some point, they're going to be like, it's not that we don't like you, Gary. And it's not because you're white, but, you know, <laughs> you know, it. all the little things that you've done has come to be this big. I just I don't see them keeping them. They can't. They can't afford it. Literally can't afford they're- it. Keeping them with a team hemorrhaging money right now. I mean, we talk about it. The uh, the Coyotes are pretty much the dumping ground. You're right. The team, but that that's in in the grand scheme of the things. The league had of, to take over because they don't have any they don't have any income. Right, kind of little in the grand scheme of things. Like so Rich, that's, a, that's not a big strike against Gary. I'll tell you that if I'm an right, owner, not a big market team. But that's what I'm saying about Alex Ovechkin. If key players on big market teams start walking to represent their own country in the, in the Olympics, which they should, it, it gets to a point where the owners are going to be like, well, we heard you, but we just don't believe you anymore. you got to go. Well, if Cindy walks, I'm with Rich on this one. Cindy walks and they punish Cindy, then, yeah, they're out of their mind. But I think, the, I think the only way to get away with, and this is, this is some real shady shit, but when we're talking about the IOC, International Olympic Committee, they're not known for, you know, there's a lot of shady shit that goes on behind the scenes in the Olympics anyways. Yeah, they're not the most uh, integrity-filled uh, organization. Exactly. 
Um, it, the only way I can see to stop this, stop players from leaving, is if the NHL goes to the IOC behind the scenes and says, refuse to let them play, refuse to let them play. And that would mean that players, like, and they would have to have, like, stipulations in there saying, you have to be an active player, but you can't be a retired player in the NHL to play. Uh, it's too late for this Olympics. Yeah, but dude, the Olympic the Olympic committees don't fucking think in terms of four years at a time. They're fucking thinking twelve, you know, sixteen years ahead. You know, there's already talk about the Beijing Games in twenty in twenty twenty two, and guess where the NHL is going to be playing a few games this year? Over in fucking China. What? Why? The big demand for Chinese hockey. This I I don't know if you were I, I don't know if you stepped China? away from the mic for a second and you heard this but I mean this is why I said what made the NBA a nation or a worldwide brand the 1992 Dream Team and to me this is the NHL saying one thing and, and we're basically talking out of both sides of their mouth they're not going to let the players play in the Olympics which would showcase the best players in the in the world for their respective countries. But they want to expand into countries that, tradi- that are not traditionally hockey countries. That I, makes no sense. I guess my it's, thing with the NHL though is it's not even working in your own country. You're going to try it with the world. Like, I mean, and, and guys, here's another layer of just absolute what the fuck is going on with these people's fucking thinking. You could say it. What the fuckings? All this bullshit that just happened over the fucking women's U.S. hockey team. We're all equal okay. now. Doesn't matter. Yeah, wh- no, but what I'm saying is. <laughs> For what? Now, 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 NHL players aren't in there, so they got paid based on the fact that NHL players used to play in that fucking league, <laughs> and they got paid based on a scale comparable to what NHL players who used to be, play for U.S. hockey were paid, and they weren't getting paid from U.S. hockey; they were getting paid from their teams that they were fucking drafted and played for. And, and now the they can't go play. <laughs> and and but the women are getting paid by U.S. hockey. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I mean, it's just it, this is why, guys. This is why I say it. I say it, it at least every couple of shows. I don't think the NHLs. I think I hate to say this, but I think now is the time that a independent league besides the NHL could start and actually get a foothold. In certain parts oh. of Canada and the U.S., should we crowdfund it? We can the start XHL. <laughs> all the, I mean, all they have to do is fucking stop with the constant bullshit of pandering to people who don't give a fuck about the sport. Put teams in areas in uh, in Canada and in the U.S. Get some sort of fucking stable television network to bro- to broadcast them. And they could do what the fucking NHL did and start a six-team league and actually get people to watch it. Stick a team in fucking in, in Wisconsin. Get stick a TV a team contract. In, stick a team in Maine. Stick a team in Quebec. Yeah. Stick a team in Ontario. Stick a team in in like Grand Rapids. Syracuse. You know, just pick six areas Rochester. that are hockey saturated, but they don't have a professional team. Let them fight. Relax the rules. Put put the, stop with the fucking way oversized goalie equipment, okay? Stop giving every advantage to the defender and the goalie, and trying to say you're trying to boost scoring when you're actually doing the exact opposite to boost scoring. 
and bring back old-time hockey, and you will get people to watch the shit. The only thing is people like me who go, God damn it, I've been a Wings fan all my life. It's going to be hard for me to have that type of connection with a team who's just a startup team. So the product's going to have to be that fucking great. But it's possible. The problem is there's no funding for it. So let's crowdfund it. Let's go, people. (laughs) Start a GoFundMe page. Where's Vince McMahon when we need him? All right, let's do the XHL. XHL. (laughs) I mean, I. It's you know people might hear me say that and say, oh he's fucking talking out his ass. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Really? Because I, I I remember a lot of people here in Detroit when we lost that season in the mid 2000s who were going to Motor City Mechanics games, who would drive and go to Grand Rapids Griffiths Griffiths games, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, and I I'm through a Vipers game or two in my day. I'm gonna say that there's a untapped fan base in the northeast of this country you that know, is starving for professional hockey of some sort that would support it even if it's not the Whalers. Connecticut, Connecticut. full of rich white people who can afford to have their kids play hockey. Right. Maine, Connecticut. New Hampshire, Vermont. I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking six teams. Shit, put a team in okay, Worcester. Let's just let's just let's just play the the what if for a minute. Let's say that they are starting up a new Stop. league. They're going to start with six teams. With, okay, Madison, Wisconsin, Quebec, Ontario, or not Ontario, uh, Windsor, yeah, um, Syracuse, Hartford, Hartford, uh, Portland, Maine, Bangor, somewhere in Maine, like Bangor, some, something like that, and. One more city in the, in the Northeast, and boom, there's your league. You, you do it like they did the original six. You split it up, okay? Rochester instead of Buffalo? I think New York's pretty much saturated with as much hockey as they're going to fucking take as far as, prof- as, as a professional league. Because even, even living closer to Buffalo than New York City, when Buffalo was actually making runs deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of don't give a fuck up in that area. And I mean, <laughs> these people these people were an hour and a half from Buffalo. You put team and in I'm Hartford? Like, yeah, Hartford. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Hartford, as they say out there. Well, not and, actually and in if, Connecticut. People in Connecticut don't if, have an accent. And if I'm starting up that league, I'm definitely calling the players who are crossing the fucking. NHL by going to the Olympics and going, you got a place to play with me if you want to stay People that have here. already left. Come on, Uncle Jerry. Time to diversify that, pro- that fucking portfolio, all right? Start a new league. I, am, I, I have been saying this for Be over the 20 years. I've been saying this for over 20 years, and every single fucking year, I'm just proved more right and right. The problem is no one gives a fuck as much as I do around me. Batman is trying to turn hockey into basketball on ice. He's not going to be happy until he does that. He does not give a shit about the traditions of the game. He doesn't give a shit about the history of the game. He doesn't give a shit about fucking original six teams. None of that. He wants... But, Rich, now people are... The people that are listening that have your opinion are the star players in the NHL, so... Once again, bro, somebody's going to have to start listening. I really he, hope there's a. I really hope there's a mass fucking middle finger to the NHL led by Ovechkin 
and I and as much as I hate as much as I hate Crosby as a player, I hope he fucking joins in and says, "I dare you." Well, I hope, because, he, walks, I hope he walks into Batman's office with a gold belt buckle and says, "Motherfucker, I wish you would." <laughs> and go, I'm going to go play for Team Canada. Do I something. can't. I can't not see it because as much of an American as I am, and as much as we've talked about the flag and Kaepernick. Other people in other countries love their country that much. Maybe not a flag or a national anthem, but they love their country that much. And I just don't see people staying here because the white man in the top said, well, we ain't gonna. And they're going to be like, uh, yeah, we are. It's just not with you. The problem is, is that what this does and what in, and this is what Batman has, has excelled at in his time as commissioner, is this really takes the non-star players and it puts them in a very bad position. Because players that are on the bubble that could make the Olympic team, if they were given the go, if they were given a green light to go play for them, know that they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not a name like Ovechkin or even the younger guys, Nugent Hopkins, you know, McDavid, whatever. They're not, they're not those guys. You know, and they're risking their career by leaving and going and playing because there's no guarantee they're going to get an offer from the KHL or from any of the other European hockey leagues. I mean, they can end up in the East Coast Hockey League. They can end up playing for the Syracuse Crunch or some shit if they're even still around. You know, I mean, and that's what really sucks is because then we're going to have a league further watered down. I mean, think about it. Think about it. We're, he's expanding a league that's already having a problem with talent because he doesn't, okay, he basically removed third and fourth line guys that were traditionally your grinders and your enforcers. We don't want them in the game. Who did he replace them with? He replaced them with guys who if they score 10 goals in a fucking season and they can check a little bit, that's considered a successful third or fourth line guy. Is that an exciting brand of hockey? Is that a brand of hockey that, that you want to watch? I mean, that's how come we have shit like Crosby skating around, amputating people's fucking fingers with his stick and not getting the shit beat out of him. You know, that's why we have the cheap shots that we do. Because you took all the guys out whose job was to fucking police the, the game, and you replaced them with what? Not even 40-degree days. We're talking motherfuckers who can't even get above freezing. Ooh. So I... I you're going you're gonna to keep expanding this league and keep watering it down? You want parity to the point where no team can build a dynasty, which is music to the teams on the bottom half of the fucking league's ears. The problem is your team's in the bottom half because your team's in areas that you shouldn't be in. Why do you think you're going to start a fucking team in Phoenix, and a hockey team in Phoenix, and succeed is beyond me. It's been 20 years. That team is owned by the NHL. That team is a fucking joke, and they even had Gretzky fucking coaching them at one point. They sent him and out really there. really good players, too. They sent him out there for the sole purpose of name recognition. Please come watch us. Yeah, sell tickets. Yes, that was when we were talking earlier about. Oh, uh, that sounds Ewing, Ewing, Ewing anybody? Yeah, Ewing at Georgetown. Oh, that was the that. ultimate Ewing at Georgetown move. Bringing it that was, all the way back around, right to the beginning. So I, it just sucks, guys. It just sucks because it, Maybe if you'd have caught me on a on a, on a on a day when I like I'd stub my toe when I woke up and I was just salty all day, I'd have went off like you guys wanted. Uh, yeah, I, I think you, I, I don't think you disappointed. Personally. But I mean, honestly, this is just no, I, I expect this from Batman. 
I expect it from Batman. It's like, you know, it's... What, what is the old... What is the old with, after that rant, you're like, I could have done better. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's funny it's like to the, me. It's like the old parable about, you know, the... the the uh, you know the the, the what, what is it the frog and the scorpion or something like that and and the scorpion just says to the frog I need to get across the river and the frog goes yeah but if I let you swim if I let you stay on my back and I swim across the river you're gonna you're gonna sting me when you get across you know to the other side no I won't I promise so the frog lets the scorpion crawl up on his back goes across the river gets on dry land scorpion hops off stings him. And as the frog's dying, he goes, why did you do that? And he goes, motherfucker, I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. He's Batman. That's what he does. He ruins everything. I, I, can't, I, I, I can't see NHL coming out of this. That's my thing. I'm not as avid of, of a watcher of the NHL like you are anymore, Rich, but I used to be big time just like you. But I have quit watching because of Batman way before you thought about it. And man, you I, love I the just, extreme views, man. Like you just think that that's it. Like next season, that's it. You're there hanging up the closed sign. Come on, man. Like, it ain't, no, it ain't like no, that. no. I don't think next season that's it. But I, I just don't see him making a comeback if they don't allow these players to leave for the Olympics. It ain't like Joe Louis Arena. It ain't like two more days, and that's fucking it. You know, like. No, it kind of is. It's kind of like that. You know, it's it. Everybody's going to the Joe. Not everybody's going to the LC. I, I love Little Caesars. I eat it regularly, but uh, that's for, the show. If the Detroit Red Wings are playing, there's going to be people there. Like they still. I understand tickets. that. I totally agree with that as well. I just the big thing is that hurts the NHL is they don't have a TV deal. I can't turn on TV and watch without paying for the NHL network. Although I'm willing I to bet you, it. with uh, recent events, there might be an audible name on that change in the arena that's all reckless speculation on my part but I'd, I'd i'd go to vegas and place money that that become that might become the I think, arena. I think it should be i do if it was going to be changed from the joe definitely changed to that man built that motherfucker Maybe anyways like the little caesar's arena rink at uh mike illich arena or something i could i could see something yeah. like that happening but anyway Sorry. No, I, I, I definitely, but I definitely could get around something like that too. That being said, oh, that being said, Tigers one and zero on the season. Yeah, beat them six three. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> Starting off on the right foot. Oh, I got my fantasy but, baseball team. Yeah, I just—they don't have a TV deal. I'm in the middle of fuck all, dude. Here in Kansas, I can't see a motherfucking thing, especially without you know paying for it. No, I got you, know, you dude. I, I can watch football. I can watch basketball. I can sure as hell watch baseball. I can't here's, watch hockey. Here's the deal. If I want to watch hockey, like I could get through various, like, you know, whether it be Roku or, or PlayStation View or Apple TV, whatever the fuck, I could get what used to be called, I'm not sure what they call it now, but the modern version of the center ice package. The problem is, is that I can't watch local games. Yeah, so but Rich, watch- you guys, you guys are in Hockey Town, USA. You can go to any local bar, though. Listen, you can go to any local bar and watch it. Man, talk about going out and doing things. We're near forty. Listen to me. Listen to me, though. Okay, I can't watch my local team. So even if I fucking spend two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars per season for that, right? I still have to either spend money by going to a bar, 
or going over to somebody's house, leave my house, leave the comfort of my home to go watch a sporting event with my local team. Okay, you're not the NFL, guys. I hate to break it to the NHL. You're not the NFL. You can't fucking demand that your fans do shit like this. You don't have enough fans to make demands of them. You have to cater to them. The NFL goes, we don't care if we lose the casual fan. We have enough hardcore fans to keep us afloat. The NFL makes moves with not one fucking second the consideration for the, what, the, what they're putting the fans through at the top of the list. The NHL is trying to do that. You can't do that. You have to be a fan-friendly league, right? I, I mean, if I'm an NHL owner of a team, I'm telling my players the minute they get drafted or the minute we sign a free agent, come into my office, have a seat. You're going to be going to a lot of things and shaking a lot of fans' hands and signing a lot of 8 by 10s and going to, to, to shit like that. And if you have a problem with that, then I suggest you find another team to play for. Guess who's going to be learning where Gibraltar Trade Center is? You. Yeah, sorry, because we don't, we're don't. we not the NFL. Yeah, but even more so, Rich, here in Kansas, I can't go to a local bar and watch hockey. For real. I can't go anywhere but to watch hockey. But, but the, now, you and can't I understand watch a, you can't go watch a Blues game? Uh-uh. I, under, I understand. I'm in Kansas, not Missouri. Hold on. I understand it's a financial situation that might stop you from doing this but here's the bitch of it you living in the middle of nowhere where there's no hockey teams are in a better position to get the nhl package than people who actually live in nhl hotbed areas why because you'll get every fucking team and you'll get it for a lower price because they can't charge the same price out there no no they still charge high fucking numbers to get the nhl nfl nba all those packages same price well, I know it ain't the same price because I put in I put in my zip code and they gave me a price based on my zip code because I looked into getting that that just the NHL package. I was going to do it through the NHL website and they quoted me a price based on my zip code and told me, by the way, we hope you don't want to watch any Red Wings games. <laughs> What's your price? It was like three hundred uh, for the season, and I'm like. 300 for the season, and I can't watch the Red Wings. My problem is, unless I pay a cable company almost $100 a month to where I can get Fox Sports Plus, when the, when the Tigers or the Pistons play, they bump the Red Wings to the to this Fox Sports Plus channel. You don't get that when you cut the cable. You don't get that through PlayStation View. You don't get that through Apple TV. So you have to go through a cable company and pay $100, $150 a month and, and rent all their equipment. And all the bullshit that comes along with that. And I'm just not willing to do that. I'm just not willing to do that. And to be completely honest with you, uh, FBI, if you're listening, I've never done this. But I know you can. There's websites you can go to and stream games and watch and watch live sports if you really want to. Not that I've ever done that, but I know that it's possible. All right? and, it, it, and if you run what they call through a Tor browser, you can really do it without anyone knowing you're fucking doing it. Not that I'm doing that. I just know it's possible. So, yeah, I mean, dude, that's what I'm talking about. This is They do not make it easy to watch their product. They don't have a channel that carries them. Yes, they have NBC Sports. I guarantee you NBC, NBC Sports doesn't have half the coverage that Fox Sports has as far as cable companies. They have, what, a weekly game during the season on, on NBC, on like, a, like an actual NBC channel, the local affiliate? Maybe. 
whole game, huh? I mean, that's ridiculous, An man. entire game? Like three periods? Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if they bump it for, like, you know, equestrian shit or something. Oh, hey, it's time for reruns of Night Court. So, I mean, dude, you're you're absolutely right, Earl. And add to all everything we're talking about right now, they're, they're fucking themselves by not letting their players in the, in the Olympics. They're fucking themselves with the rule changes. They're fucking themselves with, with expanding like they are and wa- further watering down the talent in the league. I, I mean, I, I'm not one to, to be a, a, you know, the world is falling chicken little, the sky is falling shit. But I, I, I side with you more than I side with Chris on this one. I think the NHL is, is, is laying the groundwork for their own destruction. And the bitch of it is they're doing it themselves. No one is helping uh, to do it. I just checked for, <laughs> you're going to like this. For uh, MLS Soccer, my, my cable company would charge me $89, one-time fee for the full season. For the NBA League Pass full season, I would get charged $200, one-time fee. For the NHL Center Ice full season, get charged $139.56. See? Well, I was expecting you to say, like, four ninety five. dollars like, What? No, and that makes no sense, dude. <laughs> I'm not trying to ninety-eight. Look, I'm not trying to be a smartass. That should be the price anywhere you are in the country, and you should be able to watch any game you want. But if they're going to price based on areas, areas where they know they're going to get more subscribers, they should price less because people who are on the fence about subscribing, like me, are going to go. I'm not paying three hundred dollars a year, and I can't watch my home team. I'm just not. There's no reason to. If this podcast paid, if, if we made, if I made 30 grand a year doing a sports podcast. Donate button, people. ChristopherMedia.net. Make okay. that a reality. Yeah, make I that would, happen. I would fucking do it, and and I would pay for fucking cable because, and I'd write that shit off on my fucking taxes because it's a work expense. Fuck yeah, you would. Right? I'd be like, but, give me the receipts. But this is, but that's not the case. And, I mean, let's be honest. <sighs> $300 doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, that's, you know, that's utility payments and, hey man, you know, that's a car payment. That, yeah, that's a car payment. That's a car payment. That's car insurance for, you know, you get the right car months. payment. That's car and insurance. You know, what's funny is the price for the NHL package here is the price of my cable bill here. You it's actually more insane. Do you realize that you should be medicated? And like I said, once again, it makes no sense to me. Why? Why? They're not looking no to idea. expand. They're not looking to expand to where you're at. So why are they willing to give it to people who have no interest in it for that much cheaper? Because we have no interest in it. <laughs> exactly. And they can say, "Well, we offer packages starting that." Yeah, but I got to live in fucking Kansas where no one even fucking knows what a goddamn what offsides means, what a two line pass is, what icing is. They think icing is something that goes on a cake. You know, I mean... What the trap is. It's just... I agree with you, Earl. Not and I hate to hood. say it, but I think the, the the NHL is digging a nice big hole in the garden, and they're planting the seeds of their own destruction. Dumb, and they're doing it dumb, because they're trying dumb. to... MLS, this is your chance. Here's your chance, MLS. I, I'm not joking, man. I'm not joking. With the with the influx of people from Mexico, people coming from other countries where soccer is is football and is huge, 
okay, with the fact that you got a team a team in fucking Seattle who outdraws their baseball team, their their soccer team out there, dude. Another twenty years, NHL could be a very 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 niche fucking sport. I'm talking contraction down to like you know. Twelve teams. You turn into the death metal of pro sports. Yeah, it really has. It, yeah, it kind of. When when yeah, that article with Doug Stanhope where he said his fans are like death metal fans, but they're very loyal. That's what NHL fans are like. Like a fan well, of our see, podcast. I went to a hockey game last Saturday with a friend from work, and it was a local team, but it was a farming. Uh, team for Ottawa Senators, right on. And it was against another farming team, and they were for the Islanders. Um, it, it was a it was a fun game. Who playing Brooklyn? You know, what's that? Who playing Brooklyn? Makes no sense. Right, but it was a fun game, and the stadium was filled here in Wichita, Kansas, filled with people to watch this game that meant absolutely nothing. Uh, and given- Batman, any ideas? No, 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 no. It it really was, and I, I uh, me and my friend asked a couple of people that was wearing the opponent's jerseys. Hey, who's your team affiliated with? And they were like, they just like cricket. Cricket gave us the the you know stare. Like I don't know what you're talking about. They were there for that team, I and that's it. Bet you you could put a pro hockey team in North Dakota or like North Minnesota, like Duluth. And it would survive. You could put a pro team in any league here in Wichita, and it would blow up. My my only question is, how many seats do you think that uh, arena had in it that you went to that game in? Ten thousand, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'd really like you to check on that. I'd say it's probably What's closer the, between. Where were you at? What was the name of the arena? Entrust five and seven thousand. What's that? Entrust. Spell that. Yeah. I N T R U S T. My guess is somewhere between five and seven thousand. Fifteen thousand and four. Really? Okay. There you go. That was all. Right. All right. All right, Ice Man. Maybe you can put a twenty thousand. I mean, because what the new the new Red Wings arena is going to be? What twenty thousand seats? Mm-hmm. So I you know what, maybe. maybe Batman. But maybe. it was move it the was coyotes, funny. Move the Coyotes to Wichita. It was funny to me because these. People were dressed up for their teams, for the people called the Mavericks and the Wichita Thunder. And they didn't give a fuck that it was for Ottawa Senators or the Islanders. They didn't care about the NHL. They cared about that team, bruh. Wait, mm-hmm. there's an error. There's a bank error in your favor. Uh, one part of it says 15,004, but then the capacity uh, is listed as 15,750. So, so that's standing room also. Yeah. Right. But, but Interest Bank Arena is something like uh, the Palace. Or uh, uh, Cobo Hall or something. It's it's the all around event center. Ooh, you're getting Neil Diamond, Dirks Bentley, Tim McGon, Faith Hill, Eric Church. Right. Shocking. Nothing but country. <laughs> Garth Brooks was here. The other, you know. So Chris Brown not rolling through anytime soon. That's where you notice he goes out to the casino if he comes through. So uh, just so you know, the- just so you know, Earl, if you ever say, "Why don't I live out there?" That list of performers that come through your town? Yeah. That's your answer. That's, I can't yeah, right. handle that. I'm, I'm just saying, man, any sports league, Was it anywhere. The Wich- it, Wichita Thunder is who you saw play? Yeah. You know, the 
hockey, baseball, basketball, football, you put any pro sports team in this town and it's going to blow up. These, no, I these mean, folks down here are itching. The middle of the country sports. is vastly underrepresented uh, when it comes to pro sports teams. You got what? The Thunder? Yeah, the uh, OKC the, Thunder. The, that's the, it. The Blues, the Chiefs, uh, Crickets. Cricket. Kansas City, you got the Chiefs. Oh, you got uh, the Cardinals. Royals. You got the Royals. Cardinals. You got the Royals. Um, that's all Kansas City. All Kansas City all Kansas and St. City, Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. That's it. So people, you know, yeah, got, we, so people don't you got Dallas. No, that's south. Yeah. Yeah, the middle of the country. I mean, does Minnesota count? To the right. You no, got the, it doesn't. Because to the right of us, you got teams. To the left of us, you got teams. To the south, you got teams. But it's true. You, from, get to, you get to Denver, the drought kind of dries up. It's right, but you, you go from Kansas, Iowa, Idaho, and up, I mean, there's nothing right here in this middle stretch for us. Nothing. I, across any league, pick a league, there isn't one. Well, that's how come if you... Uh, well, to be fair, in like Montana and Wyoming, there's also no people. There's like the two most sparsely you, populated states in the country. Guys, if you go back and watch Slapshot, that hockey league was set in middle America. True. You know, I mean, and that was... Granted, it was a Hollywood, you know, over-the-top version of what those leagues were like in the seventies take out the stick fights and you know, the strip tees on ice. There's pretty, that's pretty much what those leagues were though, man. I mean, they were, they were, there's a league, there's a league up in Canada that is known as the enforcer league to where there, if there's not three fights, every game, the fans will riot. I mean, that's just, there has to be at least a fight, a fucking period. If there is good, and and that entire league is known as just tough guys. That's where tough guys who would have been fringe NFL player or NHL players back in the day, they now go to make a living. And there's a whole documentary about it. It's 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 actually even even if you're not into hockey, it's fascinating to watch how these small teams, like you said, Earl, have way devoted fans. I'm talking fan, fanatical, like groupies and everything you know and they're drawing two thousand people a night but in in the hockey sheds they're playing in two thousand people's capacity so if there is anybody that's listening that knows any kind of owner or can get to them in any league let them know to put a team in kansas get your shit together (laughs) you will be richer than fucking rich man i live uh about an hour north about two hours north of OKC, those people latched onto that team like it was their lost and fucking brother, like it was their newborn baby, man. The, those people are nuts. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then I went to this run-of-the-mill hockey game just trying to have a night out with a friend and my wife and shit, and it was I was awestruck, dude. It was like walking into a Red Wings game. Like these motherfuckers really care. Hey, it's got four stars. You know, you know, average Google review. They 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 got you know chance for their for this team, you know signature chance for this team that the entire stadium knew, and I'm just kind of sitting there like wow. <laughs> uh, the the opposing team, the Mavericks, came off the power play, and the announcer says Mavericks back to full strength, and the entire arena exploded insane and they still suck i was like oh jesus christ 
So it was 10, 15,000 people, whatever it was, man, just screaming that. I was like, I'm fucking home. What What the hell? Hey, man, it's it's this country. We like to think that it doesn't exist past the coasts. I mean, you're you're. You're 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 making a good case for that as far as you know, why are we ignoring places where things will actually draw and trying to force things where they don't? Well, especially in a place like Wichita. Yeah. It's one of the bi- biggest huge cities in Kansas. And like I just said, from Kansas north in that little strip of states, there isn't a major sports team in any league. I think if every sports team except the Lakers left L.A., nobody would give a shit. And, yes, I'm including the Dodgers in that. Right, but you you look at places like Detroit. They got a team in every league. In yeah. L.A., they got a couple of teams in every league. Because even when your football team's 0-16, you still sell out fucking football games. And, you know, Justin Verlander sets the record 10 strikeouts in their home opener. Anyways. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's on my, he's on my <laughs> fantasy baseball team. Fuck You're a good yeah. man, Charlie Brown. But here in Kansas and, and places like this, they have nobody to root for. We have to root for other people's teams. We have to root for Dallas if we want to root for them or, or Kansas City Chiefs, which is in the stadium is in Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. You know, we have to root for the Cardinals or the St. You know, you know, Louis Blues or whoever. We have the to Royals. root for other people's Royals. Yeah, right. World Series in the last two years. Again, Kansas City is in. I understand it's in Kansas. Kansas. I got that, but the stadium and the team is in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas has nobody to root for that's Kansas other than the Jayhawks. And let me tell you, son, you do not want to come to Wichita and talk bad about the Wichita Shock. Wichita State here is huge. You thought go blue, go green and white? No, no, no. Do not come here and mistake it and try to say something bad about <laughs> Wichita State because that will get you beat in a fucking hurry. Come there in a Michigan they, State jersey. Like, where's your championships and Final Four appearances? It, it's not even a close match. You, you even say, other than, you know, I've heard Wichita State's pretty good. If, if you go any which way negative from that, dude, you got to fight. I'm not even kidding you. It's women, kids, men. They don't give a fuck. They take that shit to heart because it's the only teams that they have that they call their own. It's it's wicked to watch people here because, like I said, we could talk about Michigan and Michigan State. We could talk about the Wings, Lions, talk about all of our teams. These folks have one to two teams. That's it. We got KU and Wichita State. You got Kansas State. They're coming. They're creeping on the come up in some sports, but. Those are the two that the you know people really lock into. Wichita State, Kansas. That's it. If they put anything here, it would fucking explode. Right. Because they have nada. On that note, gentlemen, we need to wrap this bitch up. I gotta go. I gotta go pick up the wife from work. Can't can't leave her hanging. I've actually also made dinner through this entire podcast. Yeah, I'm about to go make dinner. <laughs> I'm sneaky like that. <laughs> but hey thanks to everybody who's been listening uh wow last month uh thank you that's all i can say like uh yeah we can officially say last month is a month we caught on uh and so far uh the way downloads are going for april uh that's good too so somebody out there found us and they're liking us and they're downloading us at crispermedia.net or on itunes or google play or stitcher or yeah wherever you get a podcast i mean crispermedia.net it's all you really where you need to go you can just hit play on the home screen 
You can go just click on the title. You can get every episode. Just go there. Start there. Um, yeah, we're on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast. Uh, on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. And you can email the show, Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. So, all right. We didn't, we didn't even get to baseball season. It started. Well, next time we, we'll be on, we'll have a week of baseball season underway. and We'll start it with baseball. Yeah. The shit show that was the national championship won't be talked about. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, here, it, I mean, we're coming into playoffs for basketball, for hockey. Uh, yeah, won't be. This will be it uh, by the time uh, we record next week. That'll be it for Joe Lewis Arena. Uh, we might actually even be recording like on its final day. So, yeah, we'll be playoff run there this year. But whatever. We'll catch everybody next week. Thanks for listening. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.